You are listening to SNA Live, a podcast like no other. What's good, Cigar Fam, and welcome to SNA Live, the podcast not just about cigars and cigar lounges, but life in general. Because if you're smoking cigars with your people in a nice lounge and only talking about cigars, you've missed the whole motherfucking point. We're recording, as always, from Smoking Ashes, Cigars, and Haberdashery, the newest, hottest cigar lounge in the Northeast. With me, as always, are my partners, Malik and Ryan. Say what's up to the people. What's up, fam? How you doing? What up? What up? This is episode number four, entitled, It Ain't Easy Being Green. And we're going to get into the explanation of that a little later. But the topics for today, underneath that title, hood snacks and the diet that we have in the hood. Legalization of marijuana and the opioid epidemic. Pharmaceutical medicine versus holistic healing. And last but not least, therapy or lack thereof in the hood. Now, with that being said, cut your stick, light them up, and let's get it popping. Let's go. Welcome to SNLA Live, a podcast like no other. Featuring three the hard way. You, you want it? You got it. Yes. Yes. Welcome to episode four. It ain't easy being green. Right now is the perfect time to get your seat, get your food, get your stick. Let's rock. Welcome to episode number four. It ain't easy being green. And I'm going to give y'all guys a little bit of a, um, a little bit behind the scenes. So we had the topic for today. We knew the, the subject matter of what we wanted to talk about. And it took us a little while to come up with the... Uh, Title? The title for mm-hmm. today And uh, my man Malik came up with the title And I'm going to let Malik just describe What the title means And its origination for anybody That was born after the 80s <laughs> So <laughs> If anybody knows Kermit the Frog Obviously you have to know him He's a, he's a treasure within the uh, Entertainment business And if you remember he had a, a slogan where You know obviously he says you know, It's not easy being green and There was different, different variations of it but um, as you heard the topics of today, we will be talking about um, holistic. Um, obviously, we with holistic, you're going to get some green in there. So, you know, you intertwine yeah. the, obviously, the greenery and just the Whether term. that be vegetables or sticky green. Exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. no exactly. absolutely. We're talking about everything green and money included, obviously. But uh, yeah, that's where it came from. I don't know. I was just sitting here, you know, I was uh, here earlier smoking a cigar and, you know, trying to come up with the... With, with, uh, with, uh, slogan for the episode and I said you know what <laughs> it's, cra- it's crazy how we had the episode talking about things we grew up with being, being 80s babies yeah. and the first thing Kermit the Frog just popped pops up pops up right head. away yeah definitely so um, yeah that was just just some sporadic that just yeah, came yeah, up yeah no it, it definitely worked it definitely it worked easy being green. <laughs> so before we get into the topics for today as usual we're going to talk about the cigars that we're smoking so i'm going to start to my right right let them know what you got on today what you got what you got smoking today all right so listen uh normally every week so far i've been coming out with uh you know supporting our small batches you know i'm in our you know guys that we have personal relationships with for sure but this week because of the topic 
because we're going green, what I am smoking on, I cannot disclose the actual blender and everything yet because this is a prototype and we are still working on this. But this is Smoke and Ashes, very own CBD cigar that we're working together with Chico's Oils. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And this is uh, going to be a, a doozy. Can't wait. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying it the hell out of it right now. Right now I have a small sample. It's like a, what do you say, is it Corona? Yeah, yeah. Like a little petite Corona. Petite Corona, Corona right? Yeah. yeah. But it's loaded, you know, just so you guys know, our blend right now will come with 125 milligrams. Say that again. 125. One million dollars. <laughs> 125 milligrams. You heard that from a custom premium top end cigar. And the CBD is top grade as well, too. The highest you can get. This isn't the little nugs you see in the little hookah shops you guys might pass or if anyone knows about. This is... Pure premium CBD, no THC, 100% clean. We're triple verified and tested. Have the lab to prove it. Yes, we do. So just getting that. I'm sorry. I know I, I've elaborated a little bit. So don't but, be knocking on our door talking about what y'all got in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or I all, came up dirty because if you it, came up it, dirty, your ass exactly. is doing something else. It's all, it's all legit. <laughs> it's, it's all legit. But I will tell you this, Leek. The one thing I will, I will disclose to this, we do have a little bit of piloto in here. Nice, nice. All right, so okay. again, Smoking Ashes got their own custom CBD. And if anybody who's been here, you obviously you know this is CBD is not new. Uh, we've been selling CBD. Uh, we have Tea, the teas. Coffee. We have the CBD coffees. We have the tinctures. If you just want to, you know, take it straight. But uh, obviously, with this episode, you know, concentrating on health and holistic different remedies, uh, CBD is something that it's very near and dear to my heart. Just because I've being an athlete, I've had a lot of uh, aches and pains and just you know dealing with stress and you know things that's going on in my life personally in the past you know few years cbd definitely helps so for anybody out there who hasn't tried it yet if you have certain issues um again i'm not going to dig too deep because we're going to we're going to we're going to get into it we're going to get into it but again look into cbd listen and you can come down to 200 wall raven drive (laughs) shameless plug t-neck new jersey smoking ashes we sell an array of cbd products from Cocoa shea butters to natural tinctures to to terpenes and yes, CBD oils for sublingual, uh, you know, t- um, um, administering. So you know, come down and we will have a full fledged conversation with you about CBD. And again, you know, this that, that's where <laughs> I won't keep going because this will turn to a two hour commercial yeah. <laughs> on what we're doing. So um, I will pass this off to Malik. Malik, what yeah. are you smoking? So I had to go back to an uh, an oldie today. So uh, I went with the Avo Heritage. I have not I have had an Avo either. I have not smoked any Avo since we've opened. I don't think I have either. This is my first time. I'm, I'm a little ashamed. I, you know what it is? Because that used to be my go-to for years. And I guess I just, you know, had to obviously, you know, open in my palate and try different things. But I just, took, I don't know if you saw my face while the music was playing. I'm like, wow. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah the I, first hit. You I forgot. Yeah, I'm like, like, I forgot how different pulled? this yeah. cigar is. You know what's is, crazy? Man. This is I, a great cigar. Man. I think I've maybe smoked one Avo in my whole life. Dude, really? Dude, yeah. Avo is a different yeah. experience. It's a different experience. Avo's a great stick. Yeah. Um, it really is. But, you know, like to protect you too, and if you guys don't know, when you run an op and operate a cigar lounge, mm-hmm. We get away from being able to smoke, quote unquote, our favorites all exactly. the time, the way yeah. most you consumers get to, because we're always out and about trying to establish what the next new product exactly. is, and you know uh, what, what's hot and what's not, you know, yeah. and trying to make sure that we're up to date with you guys. So exactly. it's not a shame to you for not smoking no, the Alvo. Exactly. No, it's just no. that you know we've been busy sampling so many that we get away from our own 
Watson yeah, we likes. We smoke two or three cigars a day, and we have to, because obviously if you come in here, we have to be educated on the cigars that we're selling. So, you so know, whatever comes in here, we exactly. have to make sure that we know we know the cigar down to a T so that we can explain it to you and educate you at the same time. We're, so. we're the guinea pigs before you exactly. even come in here. So yeah. we can tell you, oh, from personal experience, this is what you can expect from Correct. the cigar. Big time. For yeah, sure, don't get sure. us wrong. It's all going to be quality because if it wasn't quality, it wouldn't be up on Absolutely. the shelves. Absolutely. But we're just going to let you know what specific experience you can expect. Yes, and sir. since we're talking about stuff on the shelves, you know, Malik, you said yours. Conway, what are you smoking on? So I've had a few CAOs before, and I've always had amazing experiences. And we've had this on the shelf for a little while, and I hadn't tried it yet. So I was like, you know what? Good a time as any. So this is the CAO Phylon. Is that how you pronounce it? Pilon. Pilon. I thought it was Pilon. The Pilon. The, um, yeah. So it's the 6x58. So rather large gauge. I usually do the... I was about to say that. Yeah, that's a little... That's a big gauge for you. Yeah. 54, I would say, probably, you know, maybe 56, depending on it, but... On on the usual... 58 is is up there. On the regular, yeah. It's usually a smaller gauge for me. But I was like, you know what? Let me do something different today. So, you know, I, I just lit it up. And I'm not going to front. So some of these cigars that, you know, I smoke, and I've told you this before, Rob, where it's like it's the first couple pulls, and I'm like, oh, I can tell this is different. Not experiencing that with this so far. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that it's the bad cigar because obviously, like I said, it's on our shelf. So it's not a bad cigar. And number two, some cigars, it's it's a journey sometimes, you know. And you take a couple of pulls, you might think like, oh, this is not the greatest cigar. Give it some time. Yeah, it'll open up. It'll, it'll open up and it'll surprise you. And also, so, don't um, don't discredit your palate neither, because at the end of the day, like you said, Malik mentioned before, sometimes in here when we're we're hot with samples, mm-hmm. we're smoking two or three hot cigars a day of yeah. real top notch exactly. stuff. I'm not saying yeah. that this is not particularly top notch. I'm yeah. just saying we're smoking a lot of different cigars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So your palate sometimes is like looking for a punch yeah. right away. Yeah. It's, the palate is spoiled. It is spoiled. Exactly. Yeah. It's like drinking yeah. fine spirits and then having to go drink, you know, bottom shelf shit. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Some Bellacoff vodka or some oh. shit like that. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. I feel the burn just from the name. Just yeah. listening to that. I feel the hangover just from the name. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, as usual, we have a drink to accompany our cigar. And if you remember... From, I think it was episode three, we were listing our favorite top five uh, spirits to go with a cigar. And all of us were mentioning all these rye drinks, <laughs> RYE. Yes. Rye drinks. And then we've not had any rye liquor for any of our episodes. So shame, I'm like, shame on us. Shame, yeah. shame on us. So I'm like, you know what? Let me make sure we actually live up to what the fuck we be talking about in here and <laughs> yeah. bring some rye liquor through. So we have. Uh, one of the original rides that we started drinking when we started collaborating and doing you know, ventures together and, and linking up to Joyous Cigar, Bullet Ride. So I think we had mentioned it during our um, our list, but it wasn't on the list. But yeah, we, that we, wasn't on the list. It was mentioned when we were talking about rides. Exactly, how it started. So I figured let's bring it back to the beginning and get into the, the ride that started it all, which is the bullet. Yeah, correct, man. We kind of have been real bad not having... Yeah, yeah. But I figured, you know, let's, let's, let's bring it back. So the bullet rye, for people that don't know, and I think I explained this in, in the episode. Um, so the bullet rye, bullet comes in with an orange label. And the people watching on YouTube right now, it's smack right in the middle just so you can see it. This one has the green label. So that's how you know, you, well, obviously it's going to say rye as well, but for you literate motherfuckers, the ones that can't read. <laughs> if you got the green, if you see the green label, that's the rye, that's the rye, um, the rye 
liquor as opposed to the regular bullet, which is a regular bourbon. Rye is so much smoother, and it just it puts you in a situation where you're not going to be hammered necessarily, and the wake up the next morning is not as bad because it's just more of a, a smooth ride. Especially as you get a little older. Yeah. I'll say that just from personal experience, I'm just saying. Same. Wait, the baby of the bunch is saying that. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> Yo, but I go hard in the motherfucking pain. <laughs> yes, you do. So, no, no, no. Like, listen, I don't know. As the years, it's like having a being a seasoned boxer, you yeah, know? Yeah. After a while, it just catches up a little bit, you know what I mean? So, them regular heavy bourbons, yeah. I might be able to do one or two nowadays. I, to be honest, yeah. I can't do it too much like, like if it was yeah. just like one like if it's a special occasion it's yeah, a real yeah, good yeah, one yeah, like definitely. I'm going in with you but yeah. the bottle any, I don't know if I could do that anymore yeah those days are over yeah. you polish the bottle only yeah. expensive and that's it yeah it sounds a little bougie yeah. only expensive bottles of scotch or bourbon can get polished mm -hmm. because the hangover and the bounce back is so much easier with a higher grade alcohol exactly so for you rookies out there that wonder why the hell you're getting hangovers and you can't get up too easy the next day, you're drinking, you're drinking cheap shit. Yeah, you're drinking the shit. <laughs> so speaking of cheap shit and shit that'll get you sick, <laughs> on the other side of this break, we're going to go into topic number one, food snacks in our diet in the hood. Catch you on the other side. All right. Let's go. <laughs> Okay, back to episode number four, It Ain't Easy Being Green. First topic up for the day is hood snacks and our diet in the hood. Basically meaning the shit that we consume in the hood that is readily available for us, but it's obviously not good for us. So the first thing I want to do is I want to get you guys, not list, but just name a couple off the top of your head in terms of shit that you remember eating as a teenager as a kid even as a young adult because you can't it was it's, it's tough to something even though you might have physically left the hood mm -hmm. it's sometimes tough breaking those habits it so is just give me a couple of things right off the top of your head that you remember eating or consuming and thinking to yourself damn i used to eat that bullshit well i could tell you my mind was those i'm a potato chips guy yeah, I can chips, eat potato man. chips for dinner when I was a kid. Like, that's how much I, I feel I'll, you. Give me about three or four bags of potato chips and I'll just eat them. But I mean, just the, the really cheap ones. You know, they had the wise, wise potato chips. You know, um, I never liked the wise, though. Yeah, because it was too, it was too plain. That's yeah, <laughs> and the bag was eighty percent air. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you pop man. it and you got like yeah. four chips in there. Exactly. But um, I wasn't a big um, like cakes type of guy. I was more of a candy guy. Cakes so, and pies. Cakes and pies. <laughs> and pies. So um, you know, like a uh, Hostess. I loved, you know, the Twinkies. What about the Hostess Golden Cakes? Yes, the double the golden, golden yes. ones. Remember Susie O's? What about Susie those? Remember those? 
So like that was yeah. the only like cake type of things I, I like. What about the little apple pies with the little guy with I the cake? I didn't do that. My brother, no. my brother used to do that. I couldn't eat that. It's like I'm just not a. I'm just not a. That wasn't my thing. But like um, combos, I used to eat combos. Combos were bad. The pretzels oh, with the cheese. Combos. combos. Yeah, I'm not go front. I've eaten combos like recently, like oh, within I, a year ago. I had it about I've a year had, ago within too, a year. Just because I had a craving for you. You you know you walk in Seven Eleven. You see it there. You like they keep calling me. They keep calling me. So I, I, I've had the combos. I ain't Wait, gonna lie. Summer, I didn't even know they still made. Yeah, yes, go, they go do, to 7-Eleven. It's right there. They got the jumbo packs, man. <laughs> that shit looks at you. They got all different types it's of like flavors it's now. Calling you, it's like God. What? <laughs> You're like, what is that I have, shit? I have pepperonis inside. Yeah. Like, and they got all different types of flavors, man. So yeah, like, no, they do though. But you know what's you know what's one of my things. Um, I couldn't remember the name of these. Maybe one of you guys remember. Remember those little gums? They were like ten cent, and they were green and yellow. And they were little wrappers. They were little. They, you you chewed into them, and then they turned into gum. But it was it was like pink. It was color. pink, pink, big ball, big ball. There yes, you go. I know yes. exactly Dude, what you're talking yeah, about. about those shit is my favorite I like, too. Yo, Poppy, give me like a dollar fifty worth of those. Yo, the big ball. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was good. It was something with that man. It was like crack. The it, flavor it was, of it was it crazy. Was, Whatever was in Not it. that I know what crack tastes like. I'm just letting you know that. <laughs> but it probably has some shit in there. Really just wasn't to be good. clear. Yeah, yeah. Just to be clear. Nowadays, but everything everyone says. What about this? Um, big ball. Remember Big Chew? Yeah. Like the Big League Chew? The big League Yeah. Chew? They still make that for kids. They yeah. sell, they, well, I just found out Models is shutting down. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, they used to yeah. sell them in there. They, yeah, they, they, they used to sell it in Models right in the front. Too. And Dicks, too. Right by the front when you're paying, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, Big League Chew was the shit. Yo, but you took it back with Big Ball. Yo, that was my that was my shit that too. That was my thing right there, man. But um, oh, and obviously quarter waters. Like I was quarter waters. Quarter was was a, was a staple. That was all. So no, so, sugar so here's the thing we have to break down. So before I left New York and went to college, I thought everybody knew what quarter waters was. Mm. So we we have to explain exactly what quarter waters are. <laughs> so back in the day, and I'm assuming they still sell them, but they're just not a quarter anymore. They're probably fifty cents. Yeah, yeah exactly. they're probably fifty cents. Yeah. So quarter waters were these drinks because they weren't juice that came in these little plastic kind of like almost like a like, barrel, like, a bottle, like a barrel exactly a barrel. like a little mini barrel, <clears throat> like barrel. Little, little plastic i mini think they barrel. were called chugs that's with, why yeah the with, a, with a little uh foil top on it and on the foil top it would say the flavor would be grape or cherry or orange or whatever blue raspberry blue raspberry and then if you looked at the ingredients it would say something to the effect of contain contains less than like 0.5 percent juice yeah so then yeah. it's like you're thinking to yourself what the fuck are you drinking like chris rock says it's drink not juice <laughs> exactly yeah, it's true exactly it's pure high fructose corn syrup basically yeah you're pretty much that's and, really what it is and chemicals and, and a bunch of other shit to, to, to make it seem like it's something natural exactly yeah. to yeah. to to give it the, the color that they yeah. wanted to. You know what I'm saying? Because like that electric blue Yo, that they had. That's tough to make. You're not going to find that in nature. <laughs> no, so it's not. like, what the fuck are you putting in that to yeah, make it that, that color? color. Let, 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 me, let me take it back. How many of y'all had different ways of how you used to pop the... the Sure. I'm just doing the top of my teeth. You do it the little, the big <laughs> little finger. Yeah, no, nah, that's true, man. <laughs> so I, I use my thumb. Everybody had their own... Everybody yeah. had their own little way yeah. how you drank. I used to just use the teeth. Yeah. Straight up, just pop teeth. Yeah. And, and the people that was like extreme OCD would actually peel the foil yes. off completely. It was usually the girls in the hood, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, true. They would peel the hood. Yeah. They would peel the whole damn thing off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Our homegirl Nikki back on the block, she used to do that shit, man. She would peel the whole thing off, man. I, it's funny just talking about her. Talking about her the other day. Any other things from you? Any, any other so, secrets? I got to. Well, here's a better idea. To show you how shitty shit was, and it's not because money has changed. Do you remember what you really could buy with a dollar back in the day in the store? Yeah, exactly. Just think about yeah, it. Yeah, 
Yeah. Real talk. You walk out with a whole bag full of You stuff. came out with a bunch of shit. Yeah. yeah. You know, I can go in there and buy some lemon heads, mm-hmm. some cherry heads, some mm-hmm. fucking uh what was it? The joints, the fireballs. The fireballs, bag of yeah. chips, now laters. Yeah. yeah. Quarter water. Like you yeah. literally left with a bunch of shit. Yeah. 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 Nowadays you go in the store and a dollar is a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's real. I'm not saying that the chips have gotten better, but it just shows you. How far you? How far? Your money and, yeah, yeah. And, and and also though, how much shit we bought? Like it was literally shit. Yeah, yeah. You sit in your room mm. and just eat it. Just oatmeal stay right cre- in the corner. Oatmeal cream oh, oatmeal pies. Cream oh, the cream pies. pies. Forget yo, about it. Oh, crack man. right there. Like I, yo, I was addicted to them shit. Look oatmeal at that. Oatmeal cream how, pies. Are, yeah. How many? How, how many times I would eat those? See, here's the thing though. So when Leek earlier was talking like, oh, Poppy, give me this, that, and the other. So we had bodegas, you know, growing up uptown or whatever. So. In the bodega, and if you don't know what a bodega is, I encourage you to watch Half Baked and Dave Chappelle breaks down exactly what a bodega (laughs) is. So it's the corner store, basically. So um, you gotta have the cat. Yeah, of course, of course. Gotta have Poppy. Gotta have the cat. Poppy, why your your cat always sitting on the bread, Poppy? (laughs) So then it's like they have all these snacks, basically, and. They're mad cheap Well back in the day They were mad cheap I don't know what they are now I guess relatively but, It's still the same Because you know yeah, to today's yeah. you know, value So, but, you know. but here's the thing though So the, the, the larger point is You know because, it, because it's readily available And because of the lack of education Of nutrition So when people talk about Lack of education in the hood It isn't just You know Actual practical stuff That you can use to get a job It's also lifestyle Yeah Livelihood so, yeah. yeah Exactly So your lifestyle Kind of can dictate what happens to you in life because if you're unhealthy mm-hmm. you obviously can't you know flourish in and life you won't function correctly so i gotta tell this quick story so we were thinking of, you know we were coming up with the topics or whatever and when, I, when we came up with this topic it just automatically reminded me of this particular situation i had a client she was about 20 at the oldest maybe 22 years old and i had a a, a deposition okay I was taking her downtown too So we were going to this, into the city So she lived in the Bronx So I, I said you know I'm in the area anyway I'll come scoop you up um, We'll park uptown We'll hop on the train We'll go So I scoop her up We're about to hit the train And I'm like Hey um, Before we hit the train There's a store over here I don't know if you ate the, the, This particular deposition Was like first thing in the morning so I'm like hey did you, did you get breakfast She was like no Actually you know what I didn't get breakfast Let me go Get something to eat Get something to eat so I'm thinking, now keep in mind, the bodega, some, some spots, they'll actually have like, like a an egg sandwich. Exactly. You get, you get a little grill. Spot. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yo, this was one of the saddest things I've ever seen. She went and ba- bought a bag of Doritos, some Sour Powers. And throw, honey. Oh, my God. Throwback Sour Powers, sour right? Sour Powers. Sour Powers. And, yeah, like a, and like a 50 cent soda. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm good. Shit. And I was like, so I didn't say anything to her. Like, of course it's not. It's not my business, man. No. You got my daughter. You know what I'm saying? You're not my, my family. You're my client. We're going downtown to talk about the case that I'm representing you on. But in the back of my head, I'm just like, damn, man, that shit is so sad. Like, that was breakfast. <clears throat> not like I yeah, ate already, but you know what? Let me grab a snack and grab a bag of chips. You know, just in case I get hungry in between if the deposition goes long and I don't want to get to get you know, lunch. She was like, yeah, I didn't eat breakfast. Let me go get breakfast. And she didn't think twice about it. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I did kind of fuck with her. I said, um... Eating healthy this morning, huh? <laughs> oh shit! You drove right. You drove. You didn't even just say something. You drove a steak right through it. Damn. Because no, I wanted. True, I didn't want to get into a whole conversation about it. And I didn't want to be preachy, but at the same time, I just wanted her to be aware and cognizant of if this is your morning ritual to what you're putting into your body mm-hmm. to start your day. 
mm-hmm. and you're only in your 20s, mm-hmm. if you if you don't break that that habit, I mean, she could have got a rap bagel for that amount of money she just spent. Like, that Again, been, though, that like what Conway said earlier, though, <clears throat> if you're not introduced to that, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and if if, you, if someone's not, you know, introducing it openly, or you know, it's part of your family, like somebody taught you part of the lifestyle how to eat somewhat healthy when you don't. Because, yo, you said that, and I actually thought you were going to say she grabbed the honey bun. Mm. Because honey buns was also something that I saw yeah. a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. the honey bun. Yeah. Even when we was yeah. in high school, yeah. dudes yeah, would run to the corner store and grab a honey bun for definitely. breakfast. How many definitely. times you'd be outside and you didn't want to run in the house because either you were scared your parents wasn't going to let you back stay out? Stay inside. So, so you would just you would grab anything. Mm-hmm. You would grab things like that. You know what I mean? Honey buns and that, and that, would, you know, that would get you over. But, damn. Ah. Now, I mean, that's made my stomach. It's another yeah. thing, too, though. So not just to pick on the stuff that you could buy in the stores, right? We're still referring to the hood overall. Yeah. So um, I'll speak from my experience. Yes, when my mom was home and able to, you know, she and we were able to have, you know, eggs and, you know, bacon in the house. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you usually stuck with your cereals. Yeah. And you wasn't really eating crackling oats at home. No. Even though I did, because my Aunt Irma got me hooked on those things when I stayed with <laughs> her one time. It was the only snack I could have up there, yeah, so yeah, I grew yeah. to like them. But you're eating Fruit Loops, yeah. Tricks, Frosted Flakes, yeah. Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and you, th- on Saturday mornings, we sit in front of the TV loaded with a whole, yeah. you, you could eat a whole box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now that we're older, I never forget one time, I can't, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say the company's name because I'm not gonna do it like that. I'm gonna get sued. But I was, my son had asked for these, these cereal and said, something told me, let me look at the ingredients. So I looked at the ingredients. I'm like, damn, this is, this sounds like something like you use like on a construction site. You know, I googled it, yeah. and they use that shit on a construction site. And oh, it's, and it's in cereal. Most of these foods that come out right now with yeah. these um, certain dyes and these, yeah. these, these yeah, they man. are similar chemicals I don't buy that this, are used I don't in buy other shit no more. And the sad no. part is they're quick to throw a cartoon character slap it on the box, yeah, absolutely, and have a bunch of bright colors. So no, kids are like, oh, yeah. I want that, yeah. I want, and then yeah. throw a toy. I'm about to say, don't put, don't forget the toy, because yeah. once the toy goes in, that heightens the whole thing. The irony being, the toy and the cereal are made out of the same material. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Now oh. you're damn right. Half of those things are, are probably share the similar freaking ingredients. Yeah. But yeah. No, it's true. true. But the cereals were a problem. Um, the things you ate outside, I mean, again, it all depends where you grew up and your yeah. household, okay? Mm-hmm. And everyone's hood was a little different, mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I mean? Some hoods, I, I had friends of mine, like grandma used to live with them. See, I didn't have that yeah. uh, luxury of having a grandparent living close. Yeah. Grandparents that lived in houses, yeah. Yeah. usually they brought some kind of establishment yeah, exactly. to the house. There yes. was a regiment, because yes. even if mom was working or dad was working or if it was a single parent home, Grandma was still there cooking for everybody. Yeah, grandma would hook something. It was up. crazy. Exactly. Yeah. I used to go to my grandparents' house, especially in the summertime, almost every weekend. And I used to look forward to it because I'm like real food now when I go to grandma. Grandma. Yeah. And, and no, no disrespect to mom and dad because yeah, I mean, you they, guys they, were working. They did the best they could. Yeah. That's, that's all. See, but, it here's, is. but here's the other thing, and this is what goes back to about education, about health. So I remember distinctly like back in the day, Morris Projects or whatever, my grandmother's, my pops was over or whatever. So my grandmother worked in the supermarket. She worked in the uh, Bravo supermarket. Bravo. Yeah, throwback, right? Yeah. So my grandmother worked there for years. So she'd always get, you know, stuff from the from the supermarket. And the funny thing is, spots like Bravo and Sea Town, you know, when I was growing up, that was I thought those were weird, real supermarkets. So did I. And I thought, like, when we were going to those opportunities, like, yeah. it was, I was excited. Like, oh, we're yo, going shopping. Exactly. Yeah, so yo, I got into, I once got into an argument with a girl. And I was I was in my early to mid twenties, so I still kind of didn't get it. Um. She was like, yeah, this, that, and the other. Um, why don't you go to a real supermarket? And I was like, 
went to Sea Town. That is a real. What are you talking about? I didn't make up Sea Town. Sea Town's a real supermarket. <laughs> she was like, no, no, no. I mean, like a real like has like quality food. Yeah. And I, it threw me off, and I just was like, "What is she talking about?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, this is like 15, 17 years earlier. Now I know exactly what she was talking of about. Of course, yeah. because yeah. it's like, damn, man, like the, the, the shit that is available to us <laughs> is fucking crazy. So anyway, my, my, yeah, my parents used to like once a month they would go to Shoprite to go to the real supermarket. Yeah. Like they would save up just to Correct. go to Shoprite. Once in a while, we would end up in Pathmark. Oh, Pathmark. Yeah, you know, exactly. and that, that's like we made it. So <laughs> the point of the story was. In the in the fridge, in my grandmother's fridge, she always had the Minute Maid grape punch, the fruit punch, mm. and my pops got to a point where he was like, Nah, come on, you gotta stop drinking that soda. Drink some juice, that's healthier. And I was like, oh, Okay, you know. So I had the fruit punch, I had the grape punch. No, actually, I don't think it was called grape punch. It was called grape aid. A grape aid. Grape yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, pardon me. You look back at it. That. Grape aid or that minute made fruit punch was no better than the soda. No, it wasn't. The only difference is the bubbles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 110%. And it was worse than that. It might even be worse because they're really trying to simulate grape flavor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's so much sugar. In a that. couple, yeah, yeah. Oh, without yeah. a doubt. So it's like extra, extra, extra sugar. Got that sugar. They showed, I think, a can of Pepsi nowadays has like 50 grams of sugar in it. That's crazy. If anyone knows what like grams look like in powder form, like just like from science class or streetology, Google it, yeah. <laughs> or, or you came up in the eighties and yeah. was from Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> so again, though, man, though, that's a lot of sugar in a can. Yeah. So yeah. you know, again, though, growing up then, we don't know, we didn't know what was what, what was different, you know, and it just sucks. Now, what kills me about today is I still see kids eating that way. Yeah. Even out here, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. you understand? Well, that's because a lot of the parents are transplants from the area. They, we 100% grew up in. they are, and so they and they, whatever reason, they don't yeah. think anything's wrong. Yeah, yeah, they haven't learned. Yeah. And it's, and it, and it's if it sad. was good for me, it's good for them. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And it's like it's the kids that are, are suffering, and that's why obesity is such a problem. In it this is country. and diabetes with and diabetes in America. Yes, yes, exactly. All that sugar, I, I, and that's why I will sugar. never shop at a fine fair ever again. That's the other one. It was fine. Wow, yeah. you oh, brought it back. I think they just want bankrupt too. Well, good, good, fuck them. Good, good. <laughs> Holy Fine shit. Fine Fair, Sea Town, Met. Yeah, Met. Yeah, the yeah. Met, those are all hood supermarkets. That and, we, listen, and we use the term supermarket loosely. Yeah, again, in the neighborhood where you lived in, that was your supermarket. Yeah. You know, or it currently still is. You know, and, but, again, and, and that's where, and we can get into this on, a, on another episode, that's where health and economics meet. Yeah. Where it's like you can't even afford to eat. Not even just extra, extra healthy. I'm not saying you got to, you know, be getting like quinoa and kale smoothies and shit like that. No. I'm talking about just base, but like baseline, just health. I mean, no, think, I got you. think it is. You can go to McDonald's and get a value meal for cheaper than, than to a salad. salad. To buy 110% a salad. 110% yeah. correct, man. That yeah. makes no sense, man. No. That makes no sense. And it's all because of demand. Yeah. It's because yeah. 50 people are going to come in and buy 50 burgers. Yeah. But... Two people are going to come in and buy something. Yeah, so, but it, it goes back to, like I said, education. But I got something for that when we talk on it later, a little bit, if we come back from break. I got some tips for people, though, who still live in the hood mm-hmm. and how you can get over having to shop in those spaces and still eat healthy. Yeah, there's a way. Definitely a way. We'll get back to it after this break. Drive Tina 
have a taste for every palette out there, and our trained staff will be delighted to help you in any way possible to guide you in the right direction for the ultimate experience. Come down and celebrate with us on our tailgate Fridays. Also follow us on our IG, smoke.n.ashes, and both at Twitter and on Facebook at SmokinAshesCL. We look forward to seeing you, and we all about that smoke. Okay, back from break, episode number four, It Ain't Easy Being Green. So before we get into the second topic, my man Rise wanted to touch upon something real quick from the previous topic of hood snacks and the diet in the hood. Yeah, so I, I won't, I won't, you know, try to stay on this too long. But listen, if you're still in that situation and you still live in the hood, it doesn't mean that you can't eat healthier by shopping at your local supermarkets or your stores. What I'll do is I'm going to give you guys, I think I have down here six or seven steps that you can do to eat healthy while still living in certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. The first one is real smart. Think about if you really think about it. You're supposed to choose produce more than packages. Yes. Stay away from pre-packaged foods because they contain more sodium. Mm-hmm. They contain more sugars, whatever it is the package you're buying. Mm-hmm. If you choose more produce, you get away from the potato chips and you get into the more the potatoes. Mm-hmm. You buy the more kales, mm-hmm. yeah. buy the broccolis, buy more vegetables. Vegetables are inherently cheaper. Honestly, especially yeah. fresh vegetables. And mm-hmm. every hood should still have... Do fruit stands still exist in the hood? Because I know I had one. Yeah. yeah. We had one, they too. Still, I don't know if they... Summertime, uh, yeah. They, they right? They still have... I mean, but I think that's a 24-7, yeah, 365 definitely. business. I yeah. mean, you know, it's all the time. But try to get more produce instead of packages. Mm-hmm. So listen, hey, stay away from the box macaroni and cheese. If you have to have macaroni and cheese, try to buy a regular cheese and blend it in yourself. But yes. stay away from the packages. Yeah. Vegetables are big. The second thing is... Cook big, save some for later. Okay, so if you're a cook in the house, yes, man, you have to meal prep a little bit for your week. So if you can meal prep, you set yourself up because you're cooking healthy, you know the ingredients you're putting into your own food, and you can save some and that'll buy you, save you some money, buy you some time, you can eat it today for dinner, maybe tomorrow for lunch. Especially on Sundays. Correct. Most people, even if you're working six days a week, that Sunday you usually have off, cook big Sunday, Tupperware, even a, a a big plate and throw some saran wrap around that. Whatever dish. you got to do. Yeah. When I used to work out and I was a, he- a heavy lifter, I would meal prep on my Sundays yeah, and yeah. I would prep my seven to fourteen meals in my small Tupperwares. I mean, nowadays it's easy to get Tupperware cheap. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, just invest in yourself. That investment is to help you move forward. Yeah. Uh, another thing to do is soup up your options. So instead of eating grains and rices and 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 and, and pastas and ramen noodles, mm-hmm. go the option of taking some of those fresh vegetables and make yourself stock soups. Use more healthier ingredients, and also you can make a big pot of soup, and that also could get stretched off during the time. Yeah, yep. you know. And another way to uh, save some money also is to make a plan, plan ahead. Yeah. So get your coupons, figure out where you're going to shop. You know. You can still get quality stuff on a budget by doing things like that. Those little tricks. I don't know if you guys were ever couponers. I got into it once. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Audrey, one time, we went shopping. She was real adamant about couponing. Mm-hmm. And I think our bill overall came out to like 275 We had two kids already at the time. Mm-hmm. 275 She had coupons. I think I walked out of Pathmark and I paid $46. That's great. Oh, damn. Because of the coupons. Mm-hmm. 
But you know what though Women are usually better At yeah, that They definitely like, to their To their credit You know what I'm saying They definitely, they, they definitely are, are more You know Savvy At, at saving money Big time Clipping coupons They on it man they No you're 100% it. And it saves the household You know No it's true A lot true. of dough A lot of bread It's true Now the Real quick The last three Try to stay within season With your foods And your fruits so don't try to go for avocados in December because they're going to cost you $3.50 a piece. Yeah. When you get them in season, mm-hmm. they might cost you $1.75. Yeah. So try to stay in, you know, in your own uh, 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 season and try to buy the fruit that's seasonal. It's cheaper yeah. and you can buy great produce at a cheaper you know, cost. Now this one here is one I wouldn't follow because I never had one in my neighborhood. Maybe if I did, I would. Some neighborhoods do. If you have those local garden communities, yeah. you can join those where you can do community service to give back to your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So you said you didn't have that growing up. It, is, was that in the 80s? Did that, they even have that shit? You know, I, I don't know if I had it. Because I, I don't know. I've, I've seen them. I've seen them pop up, but I'm like, that's some new shit. Yeah, I don't know. If, I, I know I personally didn't have one at all. They, yeah. I was just living in a concrete jungle. I, I've never even heard of it until like the 2000s. So you see, so, so yeah. Man. So if you guys are still currently living in neighborhoods since they have popped up more in the recent years. They just, oh, a new one just came up around my old head on Gun Hill Road. They have one right there. You see? Yeah, yeah. I've seen them on. Um, right by the train station. On Sherman, Sherman Avenue, the Bronx. They are popping up I've now. I've seen them on one six one and like I want to say Melrose somewhere mm-hmm. around there yeah but when you join these things you get all kinds of discounts you get the help too and it's again you're, you're doing your part to your community and you get to save yourself a little bit water and the last one I will give you is drink more water yeah definitely hydrate if you stay with the water you cut out the soda and shit you'll see how much it's gone now I'm not gonna toot like right now. I'm down 44 pounds now today. Mm, I have completely gotten rid of every sugar except alcohol. Give that yourself I drink. the applause over there. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's not easy, man. That's not easy at all. You know, I cut out. I do work out. I run. I don't work out yet. I haven't lifted any weights, but I run like crazy, like a maniac all the time now. But the water is the main thing. I've cut out all sugars. Mm-hmm. So when you learn how to cut out the sugars and you put more water in your body, like Colin, you just said the word. Hydrated. Yeah, yeah. You don't realize that half the time that you go and eat something, you're really eating because you're thirsty. Yeah. Mm. If you have the proper amount of water in you, you won't have that hunger. That's true. So that's the thing too. So it's something to watch. Okay. So I hope you guys can find some useful tips out of that one. Yeah. And you know, my bad for you know taking this. Out. I just thought no, it was something cool. important. No, for that's, that's definitely good. definitely important. Definitely important. And with that being said, so we're gonna go to topic number two: the legalization of marijuana. Uh, juxtaposed to the opioid epidemic. So I want to start with the legalization of marijuana. So, and it's funny too, because we were just having this conversation just yesterday about why marijuana was illegal to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, The war on drugs was started by President Richard Milhouse Nixon. And the war on drugs, they would have you think it was about the health of the citizens of the United States. Yeah, right. It had nothing to do with that. The reason why there was the war on drugs is because it was really a war on people of color. So the easiest way to um, target a people is to target them in a way where you focus on the things they like to do, then make that illegal, and essentially making their lifestyle illegal and then you can incarcerate them easier Correct. and then thereby controlling them. Mm-hmm. So marijuana specifically, if you go back to 
the 60s and before actually um you had a lot of uh and so this whole thing with you know mexicans coming yeah to the, the slander country, was crazy yeah, like it's it's not new donald trump didn't oh, i'm sorry number 45 45 didn't create this didn't this create has been the, going yeah. on for a long time a long time mm-hmm. uh, the irony of course the states that have the biggest problems texas arizona new mexico southern california originally were mexico yeah mm-hmm. So yeah. they stole their fucking country and then get pissed off when people try to come back. Anyway, point being, so essentially what ended up happening is you had a lot of Mexicans coming into those border states and the government was fearful of them as they are with certain people of color. And they thought to themselves, okay, we need to control this population. How do we do so? So the one thing Mexico has is a fuck ton of marijuana. Not necessarily good marijuana. Shitty, but yeah, but it's still marijuana. It's still marijuana. So the, the, the light bulb goes off over who, who's ever had uh, the idea this was. And they thought to themselves, okay, well, if we criminalize marijuana, we know all these Mexicans coming into the country have this on them. So we can criminalize the possession of it but essentially criminalizing them so they had this whole propaganda with these uh psas that they would put on tv where the person would smoke a joint and then pick up a shotgun and then shoot their friend in the face or yeah, no it's true hit hit the joint one time and think to themselves i can fly and then they jump out the window yes. and little jimmy kills himself no, because he thought he could fly because he took a toke of a joint they even went a little further they had one mm-hmm. that said, if you don't want your kid to end up like Charles Manson. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Because that was the other thing. The hippie culture, they also want to, were trying to squash that too. Because people were thinking outside of the box. Another topic for another day. But either way, the propaganda, that, that the onslaught of the propaganda was so powerful and so effective. It lasted so long that people to this day, some of them, still think of marijuana as just like this horrible, horrible drug. As a matter of fact, on the federal level, marijuana is still a Schedule One drug on the makes, same level as cocaine, heroin, and methamphetamine. Now, Conway, just to back me up, yeah. To date, mm-hmm. has there ever been on record anyone ever ODing on just pure marijuana? Not one person. Like Cat Williams says, never ever. Exactly. Now. If you lace your marijuana with some shit, that's why I said pure. Yeah, PCP, <laughs> coke, then that's on you. That's something but we're different just talking too. Talking about the straight actual marijuana plant yep. that grows out of the ground and dries up, and then somebody wraps it in a leaf and smokes it, or dried up leaf and decides to smoke it. There's no effect that would render you deceased. It just no. doesn't exist. But the way the government spins it, you think it would. Yeah. But once again, the propaganda machine was just so effective. That people to this day think it's just the most dangerous thing. But when you really think about it, and not to say that white people don't smoke weed, because they smoke a ton of it. Willie Nelson being the poster child of that. Absolutely. <laughs> Willie Nelson's a cool dude, by yes, the way. Yes, he is. So anyway, my, my point is, is that, you know, the people um, that are linked to this are usually people of color, despite the fact that a Correct. lot of white people smoke it. But the people of color and hippies were the main reason why they made it so illegal. It's not just illegal, like, oh, you get a ticket or a fine or something like jail. that. Like, jail. Prison. Because yeah. didn't Biggs go to... Yeah, Biggs went to prison for marijuana mm-hmm. distribution, right? Federal. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shout out Biggs. Kareem Biggs Burke, uh, co-founder of Rockefeller Records. 
So, um, Hot. Yeah, I yeah. mean, fast forward to now. Now they're actually taking. Uh, I think it was California where actually releasing people who ever got arrested for marijuana crimes. So, now they're releasing them because yeah, they, no, realize, they realized it was all bullshit. It, it was, but it was all bullshit from the beginning. So what I want to, I guess, address first and foremost is you guys' thoughts on where we're at now in 2020 and where you guys see us going. Because now we have Colorado, we have Washington State, we have California. We have uh, Alaska, Vermont, Alaska, Vermont, Vermont, yeah, Alaska, Illinois, yeah, Mich- Michigan, that have, have legalized Massachusetts, it, maybe too. Yeah, Maine, Vermont, legalized it completely. Yeah, yeah. yeah so the whole not, northeast is yeah. yeah. So and, and not the whole no, definitely up, not up north. Yeah, up north. But the funny thing is, New York holds itself out to be like this liberal state mm-hmm. and this this progressive state. Yet they're not one of the states that we just listed. No. So what do you? So what do, what do you guys think? As usual. Yeah. So what do you guys think about where we're at and where we're going? I mean, I'll just say this. Um, it's great that if you go on, you know, Netflix or you know, you're just scrolling through your TV, you see these documentaries about the positive health effects of marijuana. Um, I don't know, I'm sure people have probably seen on the internet. There's a video where a kid who had um, seizures. Seizures. And they, they show him. him the they show him before shaking, and then they show him like ten, not even, not even, not an hour, not two hours. Literally like ten or fifteen minutes later. Yeah, once the tincture kicked in. Once it kicked in, he's fine. He's he's doing well. So I mean, it just shows like what happened from like, like, like you know going back to the '60s to now, and all these people who had all these illnesses. And again, we're gonna get tie this into the whole op- opioid uh, um, epidemic. Uh, epidemic yeah. That all these people could have been cured if they would have just you know. Not saw marijuana as this as this this criminal thing and this this psychedelic drug that was going to kill you. Um, so to now where we're at today, where hemp has been you know legalized now. So again, that's why we can sell the CBD. And again, we're not selling the CBD as so much as a business move. We're selling it to help people, to help cure people who have issues, anxiety, anxiety being a big one, anxiety being a, a big one. Um, you know, sleep. In fact, I, I have issues sleeping, so I take CBD almost every night to help me go to sleep. If not, I'll be up to two or three o'clock in the morning. And what happens when you can't sleep, you start to try to fill those that void with things that aren't good for you. So yeah, healthy. You, so you're either eating shit, you eating or shit you're smoking, or you're drinking more. You're drinking more. You're drinking a cigar, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean I just it just it just baffles me that I don't understand why this hasn't this wasn't done yet. Well obviously you just broke down why it hasn't been done. But yeah. it just shows I'm actually glad that we're at this point now where a lot of these states are actually legalizing mm-hmm. it. And it's not just for the recreational, you know, part of it. It's the medicinal. It's the the health effects of yeah. marijuana. Yeah. It's not all bad. Yes, you can get high and have a great time and giggle and, and all that. But at but the end also of, health effects. At the end yeah. of the day, there are health effects to it. Um, and I see. I think within the next two to three years, I mean, I think it's going to be, hopefully, you know, knock on wood, it's going to be legalized nationally. I mean, they did a survey. Sixty-seven percent of um, Americans think uh, marijuana should be legal. So that's a good sign. You yeah, know that what is. I, mean? I think we we're, we're going towards a, a good a good a good, In a uh, good direction. Good direction. But even more, what's the main thing? In a lot of these states, specifically us living in New Jersey and pay, paying all these taxes, these high taxes. Look at states like uh, Colorado. The first year they had a surplus of like two hundred million dollars. Mm. Meaning they had $200 million in the state and they didn't know what to do with it. I think they were giving people their money back. Some of the money back, but you know what they did? They put it into the school systems. Well, that's and what And their school so systems actually increased now. Exactly. Now they have better school systems. So 
it's like it's these are the, the the positive effects of legalizing this again not not criminalizing um nevada earned i think they had like 20 million dollars in, in extra tax in 2018 so you can see it can actually help these states now obviously with this pandemic um obviously a lot of these states have been losing money yeah specifically new york and new jersey from yeah. us being shut down where we're used to being on a run and, and you know income and uh revenue being generated and it just went to a halt so i think now legalizing marijuana would actually help these states that help these politicians hopefully you know as we know politics is usual as i said if money's not coming in their pocket they're always going to try to find a way where they can benefit from it but at, at the end of the day you tax the marijuana they get their money the state gets their money now school systems are, are improving neighborhood communities it's um, a win-win it's win. a win-win for everybody oh, it is. i mean so that's just that's my take on it i just think it makes sense um not only from a health aspect but again from a fiscal fiscal aspect where these states now can actually not start raising taxes on people who you know who are homeowners your property taxes are going up now they have this extra money that they can put into these programs to actually help these states definitely, definitely. No, i get it so you know from a physical aspect i guess uh, uh, i guess a fiscal aspect and you know i would like to touch on the elephant in the room to that whole subject when and, i come back and we will on the other yeah, side of the when break. i come when, I, when we come back i'll address the elephant in the room with with why I feel that throughout the years, aside from what you explained, Conway, yeah. there's another side to that all. Oh, well. yeah. And I think I know what side yeah, that I know, is. I know where you're going. And I think it starts with a P. We'll catch you on the other side of the, <laughs> right. uh, of the break. Craving real, freshly prepared, healthy food that nourishes your body and soul? We're back. Coffee and cornbread. Open in Teaneck for breakfast and lunch curbside pickup. Is your ticket out of the monotony of unhealthy, whatever's not sold out today, unsatisfying meals? Nothing about our great food has changed. Only the way we serve you has. Coffee and Cornbread, the area's first fast casual breakfast eatery, is committed to serving non-GMO and organic food, plus plenty of tempting vegan options for our plant-based friends. And because our fully organic distributor delivers the largest selection of organic and natural foods, our ingredients don't even think about messing with anything unnatural. That's comfort food with a conscience. Place your breakfast or lunch order with Coffee and Cornbread today for curbside pickup only at coffeeandcornbread.com or text 201-862-0600 to place your order. Back from break, episode number four, It Ain't Easy Being Green. So before we went to break, uh, we're talking about the legalization of marijuana and Ryan wanted to jump into a topic and I said I, I thought I had a feeling of what he wanted to talk about and it began with a P and that word is pharmaceutical, the pharmaceutical industry, aka Big Pharma. And I know that sounds like a 90s rapper, but we're not talking about that. So I'm going <laughs> to let Ryan jump in. Yeah, and give his two cents Yeah so now listen Like Malik Everything you were saying before Was 100% spot on mm -hmm. One of the other additions I felt throughout the years Is that I know that I remember Being in Con Ed When I worked in Con Ed And they would teach us Heavily about asbestos When we learned about it And the processes And what we found out Was in the 20s Those companies back then Were spending millions of dollars On testing Knowing that the asbestos Was going to kill their workers mm -hmm. But they spent the money to know, and then they also spent the money to keep the people from not knowing. Okay? And that's why you had so many people come down, you know, with asbestosis, mm -hmm. cancers of all sort, yeah. all the iron workers back in the day, and yeah. people who worked in any kind of, like, you know, textile industries. And they probably ran the numbers to see 
if they were exposed to lawsuits, how much money would they actually lose versus how much they made? Correct. Not what's happening. Yeah, exactly. So there's a crazy thing called a latency period. So asbestosis or asbestos infections, they won't really show for 40 years. So what they were doing back in the day was the heavy mining jobs. They would give it to the elders and the guys who were older because by the time they decided to show symptoms, they would probably be in their late 70s and 80s already. And they can say that that could have been from anything. Exactly. Yeah. Had they hired kids like 18, 19 and noticing that these kids by their 50s, early 50s are all dying, they would have, yeah. you know, shown their hand. It's like, oh, something's up. Correct. So how I tie that in is that the big pharmaceutical companies, and listen, our country is one of the biggest corrupt participants with pharma, yeah. big pharma. Yeah. Yeah. Marijuana. I would never use the word cure because it doesn't cure things, but it does alleviate a lot of the ailments that come with a lot of the symptoms that people deal with. Yeah, definitely. Now, marijuana is absolutely cheaper than, per se, $80 anxiety pills. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And if you don't have insurance, some of the medicines that you may need, hundred they're going to cost a couple hundred dollars. Okay? So by keeping that away from us, as a natural healing agent, mm-hmm. Big Pharma was able to capitalize off of the dollars yeah. by making sure that we stay sick. It's called health care. Yeah. Okay? I mean, let's, let's think about that. If you break that down. Yeah. All right? They, they, they're, they're not trying to help you prevent to be there. They're, they're, they're there to try to help you remedy the problem once you have it. Yep. It's a reactive measure, not a Crazy. proactive exactly. measure. Exactly. And that's the, well, that's the point of it, though, because yeah. without it, they wouldn't be... In business, exactly. they wouldn't bring in the dollars. Exactly. Same people who are causing the sickness are actually giving you the cure. That's what that's their mind. Big time. One hundred and ten percent. And not and not the cure. No. They're just helping you deal with it. Yeah. Correct. Because if you're cured, then you don't need them anymore. Mm-hmm. So no. just, just yeah, that's to, true. To help you deal with it, which slides right into the next topic of the opioid epidemic, because people had all these ailments, people had this pain they were dealing with, people had these injuries they were dealing with and as opposed to giving somebody something natural big pharma started let's say coaxing all these doctors and hospitals to start pushing these oxycodone they get paid for oxycotton yeah they all get paid for oh yeah no they they do they They get paid for the amount of prescriptions they hand out per brand from these companies they pay them yep and to make the pot even a little sweeter have you ever seen the employees of pharmaceutical companies, the, ph- the pharmaceutical reps? I, I went through that whole process once. So you have these old doctors, right? Usually like these old guys. And who do they send in? The 25-year-old, Correct. curvy, short Because I've seen it myself wearing. being in a doctor's office. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. That's the rep? Yeah, that is the rep. And guess who's going to buy a fuck ton of drugs from that rep? The doctor that wants to show off to the 25-year-old in the short skirt and the low-top, uh, low-cut shirt. Oh, I, I got money. We, Big we, time. We got money over here. And that's how they give out the samples, though. So, yeah. like, they get the samples from these companies. Then when you come in with an ailment, they already know a method that they should treat you with. But you know what? If I get you on this medicine, all I need is 10 of you guys, and I get a $100,000 bonus. Exactly. Or, <clears throat> hey... This is your anniversary coming up. Wouldn't you like to take the wife out to, like, I don't know, um, let's say Tahiti? Yeah, I was about to say something really elaborate. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's like, yeah, actually, my wife has been bugging me about, you know, I never take her anywhere. I've been working so much. Yeah, you deserve a trip to Tahiti. Just, you know, your next few 
you know, patients that come in. Yeah, push this. Just uh, have them try this out, you know? So, essentially, one leads to the other, where you have a potential natural solution, or at least something to, to aid in comfort. Yeah. As opposed to something that's going to get you addicted to the point where you have people who went in, let's say, let's say Mr. Smith gets into a car accident. Mr. Smith is 32 years old. He has a job, but not a career just yet. He's still kind of finding his way. Maybe still lives at home with his parents, right? Mr. Smith gets into the car accident, goes to the doctor. The doctor says, oh man, you're really messed up. Your leg is broken. You got a torn rotator cuff, this, that, and the other. And Mr. Smith is like, yeah, I'm in a lot of pain, doc. Okay, this is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to give you this prescription of opioids. Oxycontin, oxycodone, whatever the fuck he gives them. Then, Mr. Smith is still in pain past the point of how long his prescription lasts. Mm -hmm. And then the doctor tells him, well, I'm sorry, Mr. Smith, but your insurance doesn't cover your prescription anymore. I was only able to give you one or two refills. So now, Mr. Smith is still in pain, but he's been taking these opioids for one, two, three refills, but now that's over. Can't get the refills anymore. But keep in mind, he's a job, not a really career. Lives at home with his mom, doesn't really have any disposable income mm -hmm. to be able to afford the pills without the insurance. So what does he have left? Street options. Heroin. Exactly. Right to the street. And that's how you have states like West Virginia, Kentucky, who are bathing in opioids. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's Massachusetts, the Boston drive, area. Yeah, I never drive to West Virginia. Well... <laughs> I have no reason to drive through West Virginia. I never will. There's, there's no states on the other side of West Virginia. Don't need I, to get there. That yeah. my black ass yeah. wants to be driving through anyway. So I got I'm, you with that. I'm good. I'm good. If I need to get to Atlanta, I'm hopping all over that Straight shit. Straight through plane. Virginia. I don't yeah. need to touch West Virginia yeah, if I'm nah, driving. I'm, I'm good. And what happens is these, these once, again, once you get addicted, you get hooked. Whether it's the heroin or let's, we, what we're talking about, the opioids, is that you turn these people into criminals now and now they need their fix and they're breaking into homes just to get pills yeah, yeah. no it's true Who, who's the quarterback ryan leaf like ryan dude leaf. was a millionaire yeah, yeah, yeah. multi-millionaire and he was yeah. breaking into houses to get prescription oh, it's pills. true it's true i mean it's, it's but if you think about from a business aspect right to touch on what we were just talking about before big pharma yeah now what was the last real major war we've been in if you really think about it um major war yeah major where I'm talking about personnel from the United States was deployed in Vietnam. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So, of course, there's been wars afterwards, mm -hmm. but that war was the last major war. Yeah. Okay? Vietnam. Yeah. So now, when we brought home all of our troops. Uh huh. And our, they became our veterans now, yeah. you know, but they brought home their troops and they brought them back home with PTSD. Yeah. Gunshot wounds. Yeah. Broken legs. Mm -hmm. Twisted back. Mm. Messed up neck. Whatever the ailment was. Yeah. What did they start pumping those guys with right away once they went to the VA? Mm. They started pumping that whole generation yeah. of guys who came back during that time frame with opioids. Now most of those guys came from areas that weren't mm -hmm. too prestigious. No. They were from the slums. Yeah. And in the hoods. Well, that's because I mean the army 
they recruit specifically. Yeah. They're, yeah. The front line is people from, and it's not just people of no, color. No, it's white people, middle yeah. America. Middle they'll America, go to poor. Idaho. Poor. Yeah. Poor. Yeah. yeah. And they'll target these areas. Just so you guys, if you guys don't know, the United States government has the highest budget for marketing more than anybody. Yeah. Anybody. So their marketing is crazy. Yeah, That's a whole nother topic yeah. for a whole nother show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you guys want to see a movie, because obviously movies is the best way to kind of get the interpretation of, you know, the whole, what we talking about pharmaceutical, um, is a movie called- about documentaries? No, this is actually a movie. Like a fiction movie. It, it, Well, it was based off of a book, a nonfiction book. Actually. Okay, good. Um, Love and Other Drugs. Have you ever seen that? No, I never saw that. Jake Gyllenhaal and um, Anne Hathaway. Okay. And, the, and Jake Gyllenhaal is a pharmaceutical rep, and they show okay. him basically what you were just saying, Going into these doctors' offices and just pushing these drugs, pushing them, and he was getting these elaborate trips because Anne Hathaway was his girl, and he would bring back stuff for See? her, and she became an addict because he course. would bring all these extra samples and Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, it's crazy. Good movie, but you know, look at that love and uh, other drugs. It came out in the '90s, I think. So the point I was wait, just wait, 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 wait. Before we continue, let me find out you watching rom coms. Oh shit! What? <laughs> Tell me that. Wait, look, that's not a rom com right there. I don't know what a rom com is. A romantic, romantic comedy. comedy. Oh, I, yeah, I watched it. It was about <laughs> it was about sales. I, 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 I'm in sales. I was in yeah, sales. I, for, like, I was in sales for 18 years, so I always watched all the, 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 the sales movies. So, the point I was trying to tie into real quick before was just that. Think about that era, right? That era of the 70s, and I'll use a good movie. I use a movie that's more not not that yours isn't relatable, just more that one that more people have probably seen. Mm-hmm. Prime example, Dead Presidents. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, the mental anguish those guys were going through being in Vietnam, smoking shit out there yeah. and being hooked on shit from yeah. over there. Yeah. Then some of those guys came back injured, whatever, and they came back to the biggest because drugs were rampant yeah. during that time when they came I mean, back. And that that affected households because think about how many parents you know came back and they were messed up and that that could take that, care of their kids. Yeah. No, big time, big time. No. So it just ties it all in where you and, can and, see and, where it started. And not for nothing, Vietnam, just that area of the world. I mean, for those that don't know, regardless of what drug we're talking about, for, for the most part, the, the major drugs start from something natural. So whether it be Cocaine, which is a powder form, which is just the oil extract of the coca leaf, which is usually found in South America. Whether it be, obviously marijuana is not really a drug because it's just a plant that you leave to dry out and then you take a bud and you can crumble it up and smoke it. Heroin is just a poppy plant. Correct. And it's the extracts from the poppy plant. So the poppy plant grows in uh, Afghanistan. I was about to say, the capital of poppy in the world is... Yeah. Afghanistan. D- didn't we have a war in Afghanistan? Oh, didn't we take yeah. over yeah, Afghanistan? We took over the whole place. Weren't, right? we, weren't, oh, we, weren't we just still there up until a little while ago? Yeah, yeah. No, but yeah. weren't we also looking for some other guy? Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. we chased another guy? So then, <laughs> oh, okay. on top of that, Vietnam, Laos, uh, Cambodia, that area also as well has, you know, uh, a plentitude of those particular type of plants. And that's why the heroin over there, and, it, and anybody who watched... Um, American, American gangster. gangster. You seen the whole proceed. When the troops came back talking about, yo, you know, the heroin here in Harlem and it's just it's cool, whatever, but yo, Ain't back in there. Vietnam, <laughs> that shit was real. Because it was raw. Yeah, exactly. And when you come over the states, understand shit gets stepped on. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. If you don't know what stepped on means, you have to Google that one. Yeah, that's Google, a whole other that. episode yeah. I'm not talking about. <laughs> now. I don't know nothing about that. I no. believe the fifth. No. <laughs> there are so many <laughs> Dave Chappelle, I love you. Amendments. Uh, yeah, uh, Constitution of America. 
<laughs> not one, not two, not three, <laughs> not four. Fifth. Fifth. Oh my God. Ask yeah. me a question. My response is going to be fifth. <laughs> Shout out to Dave Chappelle, man. Yeah, man. If you're listening to this, then mama, we made it. Yeah, Dave, yo, Dave Chappelle, man. Genius, man. Genius. Genius is, is, a, is an understatement. I, like, so. His, his, just not to, you know, sidetrack. Yeah, but real quick, not everybody was feeling his latest stand up. I loved it. Um, loved it. But I thought it was number one. It was, it was brave. Yeah. It was first, very first, brave. first and foremost because he, he's always been that way though. He's a dude that he's popular, obviously, but he never went and and no disrespect to Kevin Hart whatsoever because Kevin Hart even said this on a, on an interview and I think it was with Joe Rogan mm-hmm. on his podcast. Yep, basically saying. Yo, Dave Chappelle is the GOAT only because, not only, but, but for the most part, because he did it his own way. Mm-hmm. Right now, Kevin Hart, you can see in Chase Bank commercials, you see in He's restricted. Disney movies, yeah. Jumanji and shit like that. He, he can't come out and say some reckless shit. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle, once he turned down that $50 million, mm-hmm. he wrote his own check show, after that. Yep. He wrote his own check after yep. that. He can drop a Netflix uh, special tomorrow. Wearing his drawers and flip flops, and, and everybody's going to watch it. And they would put dough in his pocket. Absolutely, will. So. They're going to pay him to do that. Yeah, big time. So definitely, definitely. Yeah, but none. back to the the topic at hand. But ultimately, what it boils down to is yes, when you have people coming back from Vietnam, um, they were over there dealing with the atrocities that they were seeing on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my father was in Vietnam, That's and right. every once in a blue. He'll say some shit that'll just make me just pause and just be like, what like, what the fuck did you see over there? Mm-hmm. And I never really wanted to go too deep into it because I know to this day, you know, he'll still have like nightmares and whatnot. So I never try not to really bring it up as a, a topic to, of discussion because I don't want to bring it to the forefront of his mind. But I remember specifically one time, it was a Thanksgiving dinner. My mother had invited him over and I think we had like... I don't know if I had some champagne or some wine, something. I had a cork. Some the cork, pop. The cork flew off and it landed in the garbage. And um, my brother is a little bit more of like a germaphobe and, and whatnot. So my father, so it lands in the garbage. My father starts digging in the garbage with his bare hands. I think my brother said something to the effect of like, Dad, you want to you know, get some gloves or whatever? Like, you know, it's nasty in the garbage. Boy, don't you know what I've been through? No, this is his response. I've sifted through body parts. That's before. what I'm about. That's exactly. Yeah. This is nothing. Oh, wow. Of course. And I'm like, his mentals. But to yeah, hear that though damn. from your father too. But exactly. Though. But th- this is what they were dealing with over there. Of so it's, it's of course you're gonna uh, end up dealing or end up uh, coping with those emotions, those those thoughts, that, that that psychological trauma with things like you know heroin, and then you flash forward to now and it's like it's a cycle it's happening all over again where there was a huge heroin problem in the 70s there's still a huge heroin problem but i want to point out something that's way different than the era we grew up in in terms of the 80s the crack epidemic so here's the big difference between the crack epidemic and the opioid quote-unquote crisis the crack epidemic when you thought of crack not that white people weren't smoking crack because they were but the face of the crack addict was black people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they criminalized the shit out of crack. Yep. On a federal level, once again, Preach. if you had the same amount of rock cocaine as you had powder cocaine, you're 
prison sentence was exponentially higher yes, because of The Rock. Mm-hmm. Now, with respect to the opioid crisis, it's looked at as a health concern. Mm-hmm. So now it's like we have to get these people help. We have to have police officers uh, with these pens that they can jab into the person to just in case they overdose because it's a health problem. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a health problem because the face of the crisis is different. Like no it's a little lighter. They signed a law actually into that to help prevent that. Do we have any laws? In, I mean, I don't say we, but in the 80s, were yeah. there any laws no. to, no, kind of no, to no, help no, no. crack? Oh, no, there was, there was laws to put you yeah, in. Yeah, to put you in. Yeah, not to help you. Not to help you. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. All right, so... Um, that's it for that particular topic. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk about uh, what we kind of kind of delved into already, which is uh, big pharma versus uh, holistic healing, and we'll get back to that on the other side of the break. Yeah. Back to episode number four. It ain't easy being green. So we left off talking about the last topic, uh, legalization of marijuana and the opioid epidemic. Uh, But we want to get into the next topic now, which is kind of a a natural progression to the conversation we just had, which is medicine versus holistic healing. Um, We already spoke about Big Pharma and how they have pretty much infiltrated society to the point where you think that you need these drugs to to get better because they've convinced you that or pretty much made it available so readily available and it does work I mean, we're not saying that the, the, the i think the, the medicine yeah. that's being uh, <clears throat> you know available that made available to you doesn't work but the question you have to ask yourself is okay it's curing or at least helping with the ailment that i have mm-hmm. but what are the side effects that are accompanying it so perfect example have you ever been watching tv i was i was hoping i was going to say the same just about late to say that night. late night they fixed this problem whatever it Your is problem is now fixed but but, but <laughs> side effects include <laughs> heart attack high blood pressure high cardiovascular issues uh, and in some rare cases Death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, wait, time out. What the fuck? I don't want with some toenail fungus. Yeah, exactly. Like, I like, just want to fix my toenail fungus. I want to die over this shit. Like, I'll just live with the toenail fungus. It's I'm true. Good. This, this shit is crazy. called death. This yeah. shit is called death. Like, it's like, what the fuck? Like, how? And you ask yourself, how the fuck is this legal? It's true, though, man. It and it's really a rare is. case of death? And you just had toenail fungus? Once again, Nobody in the history of the use of marijuana has overdosed and died. No. Yet, there are a multitude of medicines available for you what right are, now. What are the side effects of marijuana? You're just going to eat. You're going to get the munchies. That's about it. And you're going to sleep. You're going to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you think he's dead. That motherfucker ain't dead. He'll be waking up in a cool <laughs> half hour. He's going to eat the whole house. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's Everything true. in the fridge. But it's, it's crazy because it's like they start listing the side effects and oh, even crazier when the side effect is potentially the very shit that you had. Like, like liver, I'm trying liver to damage. I'm trying to. Like I'm trying to uh, cure toenail fungus. Uh-huh. It's like, and in some cases, you might get extra toenail fungus. Yeah, it's like, like, wait a minute. Wait, that's this. That's the only reason I'm, I'm taking this fix shit. This thing. Like, you're trying to give it to me more? Exactly. Like, it's Buster. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me I'm gonna take this shit? It might get more of what I yeah, took. It's crazy. Like it's it, it's fucking bananas, man. It's crazy, but it's all FDA approved. 
what you have to start asking yourself like what the fuck do you have to do to not get fda approved because if if the list of side effects or potential side effects is this crazy and the fda is like all right we'll, we'll let you rock then you have to ask yourself like what the fuck do you have to put out there yeah, for them not true. to approve mm-hmm, it's really 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 crazy and it hits on on different levels so athletes you'll hear such and such is retiring because they had kidney failure and they have like kidney problems and it's that Alonzo Mourning being one of them mm-hmm. and then you ask yourself man this dude is in immaculate shape yeah how does one who is in impeccable that, form yeah get to a point where they're having kidney failure yeah and then you realize oh all the pills they've been popping that's what their whole career it. now all of us have played sports yeah I got addicted to it, boys. I did too. Mm. I couldn't play. A, I couldn't play a game unless I took a pill that was like, you know, yay horse, size. Like a horse pill. It was like a horse pill. No, I get it, bro. My knees. I get it. My knees were just shot, and I had to take them. No, it's just if you have played sports, professional sports, amateur sports, high school sports, college sports, you're playing at the highest level for whatever your body can handle mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. So. The strain and the the burnout, you know, what happens is sometimes you get injured and the solution right away from the doctors and coaches and Mm -hmm. individuals are doctors, pain medicines, Mm -hmm. you know, pain management, management. That's That's really what it is. That's what it boils down to pain management, but it's pain management for the current time, not for thinking about your long term health, Mm -hmm. because let's be real. Specifically, oh, you know they don't care about you. No, no, at all. For that time span, at all. I just need you to last. It's the the time of your contract or whatever your eligibility Mm -hmm. is for me. That's all I care about. Mm -hmm. Specifically in these, not me per se. That's what coaches. Yeah, yeah. Specifically in these programs where it's like it's high school and it's college, where there's a lot of money at stake, and these coaches are trying to get to that next level. So let's say hypothetically speaking, you're a, a. college football coach or college basketball coach in a, in a smaller conference and you're trying to get to that SEC conference in college football mm-hmm. or you're trying to get to that ACC conference mm-hmm. in college basketball you say that you care about your players but at the end of the day if you really cared about the person not the player but if the person you would say to them hey man look I know you're hurt I know I can give the green light to our physical therapist and or our, our staff. trainer or our mm-hmm. medical staff they can give you a shot right now you'll be good to play but later on down the road when you're in your 40s no that's even far mm. that's farther there's guys that right now if you let's say you hypothetically partially tore your MCL mm-hmm. and I can give you a shot right now you're not gonna feel this thing perfect example going back to movies my varsity blues Exactly. Yeah, with a running back hurt exactly, and he it was the state champ. They needed. That's to win my thing. That. That's exactly what I'm getting to. Yeah. Now these guys here, once they they feel that right away because you're running now on a partially torn leg that you don't feel the pain on. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen when you play that extra quarter? Yeah. You're going to tear that thing permanently. Yeah. Now you just further damaged it. Yeah. Now your long term recovery line it's going to be forever now. You did that yeah. for one game. Yeah. yeah. I ha- I mean I get it. And listen, you know what? Every athlete has to make a decision of their own, also at certain important times. But that, but that's the thing, though, about specifically the, the NFL with this whole concussion, you know, situation, where you say that's make a, whole a de- yeah, but when you say make a decision, 
It's not just a decision, it's an informed decision. And that's the thing that they were keeping from the players. They weren't able to make informed decisions. Are you referring to those like in the 80s and eight, yeah, nine, Okay, yes, that's different. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's different. Yeah. But if you still look at it, it's the same today in a sense where, yes, they're more out with it. But the truth of the matter is, because the teams now are held liable, mm-hmm. back in the day, what they did was they made these players' contracts. They were designed to make sure that they played. Mm-hmm. Perfect example. Any given Sunday. Lars Taylor's role. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. We all, they all knew he was screwed the hell up. Yeah. But what did he need to do? He had to play, or was it make another tackle? Another tackle or it was to a get tackle a bonus. to get, get his million dollar bonus. Yeah. They make their contracts so that these guys themselves are like, yo, I need this. I'm playing. Yep. And what's the sad thing is, you ask, I think they actually did a real survey. I'm not going to throw the number out because mm. I don't remember for real. Okay. But I know they threw a survey out in the NFL. And it was overwhelmingly over 70-something percent. I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. NFL players would much rather you target my head than target my knee. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Because my head, I'll have, I'll have effects later. Mm-hmm. But I'm not worried about later. I'm worried about now. You tear my knee up, I might not play I'm, again. I'm done. Yeah. Yep. yeah so, is, you know, not to stray too far off. but No, I mean, no, but actually bringing it right back around in terms of the pain management. Alternative medicine. So... Now you have the NFL specifically, and I'm focusing on the NFL for a very particular reason, because the NFL, in terms of leagues, comparatively speaking to the other big two, which are the NBA and you know, MLB, the, just the, the way the management handles itself, it's a little bit more oppressive. Than the other two leagues. That's a that's fact. a whole other topic. Yeah, yeah no, but, but because yeah. that topic can get real deep. That's because 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 the thing because it, it touches right on topic what I'm about to say. So you have a league where it's a so you have the term contact sport. So when I when I grew up playing ball, my pops was always like, you know, basketball is a contact sport. It used to be, and well, <laughs> it used to be, yeah, before it got pussified, and then you got. Football was called a contact sport, but my pops was always like, it's not a contact sport, it's a collision sport. Mm-hmm. You have grown-ass men colliding into each other full at full speed. speed. Yeah. Mini car and, accidents, that's what they compared yeah. it to. And then you're going to have a situation where on that Monday, if you played Sunday, or that Tuesday, if you played Monday night football, for the rest of the week, you're aching. And these players are smoking marijuana, some of them, for, yeah, like you said earlier, Malik, yeah, you can get high and have a you know, giggle and have a good time or whatever. But for the most part, it's pain management. Yeah, exactly. And guess what? It's not going to happen. I'm not going to get addicted to the to the point where I'm breaking into people's houses <laughs> trying exactly. to get your toaster no. or your fucking laptop. If I so can't I can get it tonight. It. I'm not getting it. That's yeah, it. I'm exactly. going to bed. Mad, exactly. but I'm going to bed. But I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. So it's really crazy because, once again... Unlike the other drugs like heroin where you have to go through a chemical process with a poppy plant or cocaine where you have to go through a chemical process with the oil extract from the coca leaf, marijuana is a natural plant. Like Cat Williams said, if you so happen to set it on fire (laughs) and inhale the smoke of it, it gives you a particular type of feeling. But my point is, it goes back to the whole holistic healing thing. So you would think considering the danger and the the physicality of the sport of football you would think the nfl would be the leader in sports in america to say you know what 
we're not going to test for marijuana. We can't speak to the legality of it in terms of, you know, the federal government or the state government. But we're uh, just not going to do it. But we're just not going to test for it. But you know why they do, though. I want to hear your your take on why. I have my own thoughts, but I'm just curious on why. I mean, I'm just going to be cut and dry, and this may rip some people the wrong way, but you still have the good old boys that run the league, Mm -hmm. and it's old money, Mm -hmm. predominantly that crazy old white money. And they're not going to be associated with marijuana mm. because it stems from most of these owners too are up there in the age. Yeah. yeah. So they came up during the era when they were supporting the same people that put yeah. these same laws in place. The, the Nixons of the world. Exactly. Yeah. And they're still on that same mindset. So I'm not going to have my players gallivanting around and showing off marijuana and these drugs and yeah. well, not even these drugs because they can get hooked on opioids all I want because you don't see it. But that that's that to me right there is the crazy part about it. So, something that doesn't, first of all, it's not something you can be physically addicted to. It's not, marijuana's not physically addicted. You can get addicted to it, but that's more of a mental, psychological. Of course, you, you can yes. get addicted to anything. anything. You can get people, addicted, people, water. People, you can die from drinking too much water. People have a porn issue in this country. No, people that's the, actually, I think that's high up there, actually. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you can get addicted to anything psychologically. We're talking about the physical, uh, addiction to it And I think it was The sign of the times Though Conway If you don't mind It's just yeah. it's just These old Generational guys Who own this shit Their mentalities Are one way They're gonna have Their company run A certain way yeah. They're not gonna be Innovative They're Not everyone is a Mark Cuban right now Yeah, yeah. You understand Like, and, and I say that Because Mark Cuban To me When he came out As an owner Not only did he Establish himself Just as an NBA owner but he also established himself as a businessman. Yeah, so he yeah. had more to hang his hat on yeah. than just owning a team. Yeah. And he actually cared for his players. That's the, the other day. part, though. But the thing he didn't is treat that his players like freaking property. No, you're 100% yeah. right. And the thing, though, is it goes to the term education, though. See, if somebody was really listening to these trainers coming and saying, hey, listen, there's probably a real high benefit from these guys doing this. So who is it? The NBA, actually, they stopped drug testing, right? Well, they did a year ago. Yeah. No, no, no. For the, for the COVID, when they're coming back? Yeah, they're coming back. They're they're not not oh, yeah, well, that's smart. And they're yeah. probably going to keep it that way. But, I mean, they might so well. sad to say, now, you mentioned it before, mm-hmm. the big three, mm-hmm. which was baseball, basketball, football. Primarily, football should have been number one, yeah. but they're number two mm-hmm. because they're not tested for marijuana anymore. Who, marijuana? Uh, NFL. NFL. Okay. Really? They're not tested for marijuana. That huh. was part of the things that they passed this year. And uh, the good for them. With the owners. Yeah, with the good. owners coming. They, no, they're not tested for marijuana. For oh, yeah. They, you know what? It took them long they, enough. They, they exactly. So they did it before basketball. And I will, you know, it's yeah. about time for the NFL to finally have yeah. gotten together and say, you know what? Yeah, yeah definitely. Let's actually care. And listen, I'm not going to sit here and boost. Roger Goodell is he's like the best guy in the world. Mm. I will say this: he's had his pitfalls, mm-hmm. but he has his moments now too. Yeah, he's adjusting. You know, he is, adju- adjust, and that's what I adjust. like to see from a leader. Mm-hmm. A leader can be stubborn and stuck in their ways. <clears throat> Forty-five. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? And they could do what they want. Yeah. But then you have guys who are in charge of things. Now, listen, Roger Goodell doesn't get paid by the players; he gets paid by the owners. Exactly. Yeah. He's you know? the employee of the. Owners. He's the employee of the owners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for him to take certain stances, I gotta give him an applause yeah, for that, man. He gets you. He, you get my applause for the week, Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell gets my applause for the definitely, week. definitely, man. But yeah, no, the NFL finally got rid of it. That's it. No mm. more testing for marijuana. That's, I mean, that's really cool. And, and now they should go a step further now and start educating these players on holistic healing. To, you know, start 
the, the, the opioids and the pills, like get that away and start actually bringing, bringing experts in to actually educate these players on how to use ma- whatever it is. It just, it just doesn't so, have to be no, marijuana. You're hundred percent right. It doesn't just They're, have to be marijuana. It be all different types. Yeah. Of so if you don't understand like what holistic medicine really is, holistic medicine is when you blend mm-hmm. the learning of the body, the mind, mm-hmm. the spirit, your emotions, Everything has to be harvested in this one motion yeah. for greater wellness. Yes, yeah, that's what holistic and it's is. A lot of different, a lot of different strategies. And let's be for real, okay? We're all here today because ancestors of the past survived some shit. Yeah, they, yeah. Didn't, they didn't have. They, they didn't, didn't have, have big penicillin. Pharma. They didn't have big pharma. They yeah. didn't. Yeah, because and, and I was going to touch on that before. Kyle, yeah, mentioned like when pharma first started. I believe the inception part of big pharma there was. Benefits to be made for mankind, like when penicillin came out. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But then once the crooked individuals that run this world started realizing, hey, we could benefit by yeah. doing XYZ, we're yeah. gonna follow this thing. Yep. Yeah, because I mean it's like the Chris Rock stand up, I, I wanna say it was bigger and blacker, which was a yes. classic. Yes, classic, that's classic actually stand-up. I think that's one of my favorites. Yes, yes, classic. classic stand-up. He said it like perfectly. The government is just a bunch of fucking drug pushers. He said, when's the last time anybody cured anything? Polio. Yeah, no, it's true. And that was like in what, the 30s? Or yeah, no, it was. It was. Yeah. It was. It yeah, was. that was a long fucking no, time it was. ago. It because was. they realized they're not making money from the cures. They're making money from the comeback. Yeah. They want 100%. you to just keep you alive, you know, but still just barely sick enough that you still need their drugs. Keep coming back. Keep now, coming back. Right? I know we got more to talk about on this topic. I want to yeah. come right back to it. We're going to take a small break. But the yeah. one thing I want to leave off before I go. Yeah. You mentioned Chris Rock. Because we're, <clears throat> I, I cannot leave out people that I know for a fact throughout the years have always spitting, been spitting the truth. Yeah. People don't give George Carlin his props. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, he, he, was, he exposed yeah. it. Yeah. He exposed yeah. it. George yeah. Carlin was one of my favorite comedians. And yeah. if you don't know at home who I'm talking about, yeah, look up George please Carlin. look up George Carlin. Yeah. I used to watch his specials on HBO when yeah. they came out. <clears throat> it was always late night. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But George Carlin spat some shit yeah, man. from corruption, government, yeah. medicine, religion. He everything talks about everything. he was talking about then is happening right yes, now. Yes, yeah. it's coming to light yeah, now. Yeah, man. It's yeah. coming to light now, but we still have some points to talk about. Yeah, definitely ahead of his time, though. But yes, we have some points to talk about when we come back on the other side of this break. Yeah, see you in a minute. You are listening to SNA Live, a podcast like no other. Back from break, episode number four. It ain't easy being green. So we left off talking about holistic healing, and Rye wants to make some points. But before we do that, really quick. I just want to point out, this is my first time smoking the CAO Bilon, and it's the fillers Nicaraguan, the binders Nicaraguan, and the wrapper is a Habano uh, Ecuadorian. So I, I'm going to be really honest. I wasn't really feeling it too much the first two thirds of the cigar. This last third, and, and that's the, the 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 signature of a good cigar. It should give you different experiences as you go through it. You said early though. You said some of them you gotta wait. It's a journey. Exactly, exactly. You gotta wait. And and this last third, it was worth the wait. Definitely worth the wait. But speaking about enjoying experiences and feeling good, let's get back to that holistic healing that Rod was talking about before the break. Yeah. So, by the way, lighting up my second sample of our smoke and ashes cbd testers um, so, so it's no longer an experiment like oh no it's full it's, it's like it's, it's like when uh 
William Jefferson Clinton <laughs> said, uh, yeah, I only experimented with marijuana. Yeah, no. This like, is- motherfucker, you did the experiment, <laughs> the experiment succeeded, and you kept it going. Yes, you like, did. Like, let's, let's be real. No, yes, you did. So, I mean, listen, when it comes to holistic things, like, um, I want to touch on something real quick that we had a host, I'm sorry, we had a guest mm-hmm. on our show that started talking about how our culture started to understand the medicinal purpose of smoking cigars. Mm, In a so. sense, Mr. Dave McCoy was yeah. talking about how our culture for for a while has finally had a chance though to start enjoying cigars as a type of therapy, as yes. a type of meditation, a relaxation. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And he's 110% correct on that. Um, on top of that, Cigars are new to, if you start, you go back. I, I, I didn't grow up in a household where people smoke cigars. I know I didn't. So this was something that, you know, came out more there, recent. Than there, were, there were other things being smoked. Oh, absolutely. But cigars was it, not it, one it of them. It definitely wasn't a cigar. But, you know, through the times, though, you grow and you get used to, you know, seeing things, being around people that smoke cigars. You smoke cigars yourself. You grow into the culture. You realize the benefit from it. Meditation is big from cigar smoking, especially if you reflect and use cigar smoking as a time to reflect. But there's other methods of holistic opportunities as well, too, that help you bring the same type of experience of relaxation. You know, you have methods of massages, acupuncture. Aromatherapy. Aromatherapy is a big one. Because if you really think about it, if you ever got a massage and you got aromatherapy at the same time, you basically kind of got like double the whammy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Have you ever heard of, I did this one time, I actually had a, a client of mine, she had her own business, and um, it's called Reiki, or Reiki. Oh, Reiki. Reiki, Reiki. yeah. I'm, I'm probably, yeah, no, Reiki. Reiki. Yeah. It's Japanese, and they don't even touch you. It's based off energy. Yeah. And it actually worked. Like, literally, I went home, and like, my mind was clear, like, everything, yeah. all, all the I, stress I just- I friend, they used to practice that, actually. Yeah, and- She was like, trying to like, get her own studio or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah she was my client had. So my yeah. current, Massage therapist is a Reiki master. Nice, nice. And big shout out to Christine. Uh, she's probably, honestly, she's the best I've ever had when it comes to a massage therapist okay. because she's brought in a lot of holistic. She introduced me to a lot of other methods mm. where she is a Reiki master as well too. Nice. And what's funny with Christine is that yes, it's an energy transfer that's not hands on. You know the real reason why because. As much as they give you energy, if you have bad energy, yeah, it'll it stick to, but it could stick to them. Mm-hmm. So the real masters are hands-on only with some select few that gotcha. they know they can control gotcha. the energy flow. So if you got a lot of bad energy. In it's you. tough for yeah, one of them. They won't do it. A real master won't do it. She did. Yeah. And when I tell you that I walked out of there feeling... I don't know. I, I wasn't myself. Yeah, me too. I, I had a little while for me to get my sorts, you know. But, but in a good way, though, right? No, no, no. In a hundred, no, no, no. Yeah. In a hundred and ten. I mean, the lady did mine. She, I didn't tell her anything about any ailments or anything, and I have a partially torn shoulder. And she's sitting there, and then she after the first break, because you know they take breaks. They yes, take they breaks do. In it. And she goes, "Yeah, I see you. You have an issue with your shoulder, right?" I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, and no, Christine was like that too. <laughs> she like, yeah, they, they, wow. yeah, it's it's a gift. But it's but, here, but here's the thing though, everything that you're talking about is Eastern, quote-unquote, medicine. Correct. And the way that it is viewed here in America, you would think it's like, oh, that's that that voodoo, like, uh, um, 
heathen shit. Yeah, like you shaman know, type shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, like get, get, get that out of here. Yeah, it's true. But, but the, the thing of it is... because it's, it's been demonized, though. Yeah, it has been. But here's the, the, the funny part. This country has been in existence a cool 300 years, right? 300 plus, right? So, you, you figure... The, the stuff that you're talking about was around for thousands of years. Yeah. Thousands. Not, Acupuncture. Not hundreds. Thousands of years before we came up with these medicines that are supposed to be so great that fuck you up completely. Mm-hmm. And, and I know some people listen to this and they'll be like, yo, what happened? They got on some hippie shit. But it's not necessarily about, um, you know, far out, spaced out you know, type of stuff. We're just saying, look at the side effects of the stuff that they're pushing to you versus because hypothetically speaking let's say you try all the stuff that we're talking about and it doesn't work all right cool it didn't work but guess what it didn't do didn't kill you you didn't kill you you don't have kidney failure did you die (laughs) now i'm gonna say this too because you did mention something where you're right some people listen to this and probably like you know these these guys hippies yeah exactly let's just be real right now yeah a lot of the people that do get ailments you got the damn ailments partially because some kind of genetic mm-hmm. shit that's in your system. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it real. You're fucking lazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you got high blood pressure or your doctor tells you you're on borderline diabetes. What do you do? Not many people go out and say, I'm going to change my goddamn diet. Boy, and I'm, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do a conjunction of both. Yeah. And I'm going to put an effort to do it. No, you know what's the best medicine? Let me, whatever pill you got to give me, doc, so I could keep living the way I live. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to tell you all something. So I purposely didn't mention this off air so I can just tell it as we're recording. So I'm, I'm almost positive I've never mentioned this before. Well, maybe I have. I don't know. Either way. So about eight years ago, so I've always been an athletic dude. I've you know, played basketball since I was a kid, lifted weights. Um, my, one of my favorite basketball players back in the early 90s was Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson. Anybody that watched basketball Grandmama. knew that Larry Johnson was a big diesel southern country motherfucker with, a, with one gold tooth. <laughs> and um, Priceless at a, at a, at a, Galveston, Texas, I think he was from. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was one of my favorite basketball players, and he was just a big diesel dude. And I was like a little skinny motherfucker when I was uh, younger. And I was, so when I was watching him, I was about 14 years old. So Larry Johnson was playing at UNLV. I used to have the part, my, I used to have yeah. the part in my head. UNLV. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So yeah, UNLV. So yeah. that was like 90, 91, and then he was like the first round pick in 1992, I want to say. Yeah. Um, so, no, I'm sorry, 91. No, it was 91. 92, 92 was Shaq and Shaq, these guys. Yeah, so it was 91. So I'm 13, 14 years old watching him. Yo, I couldn't do a push-up at 13 years old. I was always athletic and coordinated, but I was not a strong guy. So then when I saw him, I'm like, oh, man, you can be Diesel, like mm-hmm. a football player, but still play basketball. Yes. So I started lifting weights or whatever. Anyway, so point being, you know, I'm lifting weights all through my teenage years, my early 20s or whatever. And then as I, I got more into just that holistic type of uh, health that you're talking mm-hmm. about. Yo, when I was about, let's see, going back about eight years or so, so I was about 32, 33 years old. Okay. Started doing yoga. No, I've done yoga too, bro. So, but here's the thing though, and and, and this is what, and we're going to get into this a little that later. That is one of the actual... So, and I still do it to this day. I do it once a week. So I, I still I lift you. weights, I still, but I still, on Sundays... That's good. I do my yoga. I'm sorry, Saturday morning, excuse me. Saturday morning. I lift weights Monday through Thursday and then Saturday I either do yoga or I do my, like my boxing training. Anyway, point being, the first 
I would say first like two three years because I because I, I don't go to gyms I don't go to studios uh-huh. I do everything in the crib and I now I have a house and I have a workout room uh, dedicated to just working out you know I was I'd be in my living room doing my yoga by myself but still embarrassed that I was doing yoga <laughs> well because it's something though again that wasn't common like, no it wasn't you didn't watch your dad do yoga exactly. your uncles exactly. weren't talking about exactly. how beneficial yogas helped exactly. me with my back pains but, but here's the thing though i would tell you it helped me so much of course it does it helped me on, on two different levels physically just Definitely. because i was mentally though it was stretching and and, and, and you're breathing and, the exactly. blood is going through the muscles the right way but i tend to be one of two things either very patient to like a crazy extreme or very impatient <laughs> And we yoga. know, we know, brother. We, we're your partners, bro. <laughs> yeah, we know. we're so your partners, there's, bro. There's no gray area, but I, what I will say is this: it definitely helped me keep things in perspective and focus on the present. Because what it, what it helps you do is it's not just the physical movements; it's your breathing and it's focusing on the now, not worrying about like what's going to happen. So afterwards. I got a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. since you said you've been doing it for some years consistently, now, yeah, no, seven eight years. I have yeah. stopped. I haven't done yoga consistently for at least three years now. Okay. Maybe four. But now, do you have a set routine that you already know off the top of your head how you go? Yeah. And now, since you have a routine, do you listen to tantric type of... Yes. Okay. So, oh, so, that's what, I, so, so that's what oh, I want to okay. know. Okay. Yeah, no, so, what I, so what I do now is, so I have my uh, Bluetooth speaker in the workout studio. I put on YouTube. And I find it's usually like anywhere from like an hour to two hours. And I, I don't do yoga for an hour or two hours. I'm just saying like it's long enough so that I don't have to like start something. But you new. can because I've done it for an hour and a half. So the longest I've done it is an hour and a half. Yeah. My usual is like 45 to 50 Because after that, though, you start feeling it. Yeah. If you don't know what yoga. Yo, time out. Just real quick. Yeah. Just to make the record straight. Just to set it and clear the air. If you've never done yoga, you can't joke. About people who've done yoga, if you've never really done it, yeah, yoga is because real. yoga is insane. Yoga will humble your ass. You will feel it the next day more than you would when you've done a regular workout. Yeah, mm-hmm. no there's muscles and positions you put yourself in yeah. that you don't normally do during during yeah. like normal workouts. Yeah, it's, it's funny you said that because I've never studied yeah. yoga. I don't know how to do I, yoga. I've never, you know. You looked at the videos, but I've always been a big stretcher because I'm, I'm actually you guys know this. I did gymnastics as a very small child. So yeah, I've learned now that I'm older when I feel stressed or I can't go to sleep. This times where I, it's been one o'clock in the morning because I, as I said earlier, I have you know sleeping issues. Yeah, I'll get up and do my breathing and stretching exercises just, Which is essentially, just to relax. But yeah. it's like yoga. I know, yeah. but I yeah. don't go into the, the the strenuous part of the yoga. But I do the stretching for about a half an hour. And you just you feel you feel all the stress and anxiety in your body just leave by just sitting there, doing your breathing yeah. exercises. And it's a combination because you're actually meditating. Yeah, you yeah. actually are. That's, That's why I had asked you if you played that music because yeah. since you have a routine already now, you're not trying to follow like a video or you know some kind of thing where it takes your concentration yeah. away a little bit. No. That's yeah. that's why I don't do it because it takes like a while to learn a routine. It'll it'll yeah. take my concentration. That's why I and that was very big because learning. But, but once you learn the routine, forget about it. Like and here's the other thing though, I know not only play the music, I light some incense. You have to. So we had mentioned earlier aromatherapy. Leak, you had mentioned it. Yes. And I forgot to mention a, a particular thing. We don't think of it as this. Because it's not, it wasn't necessarily in our vernacular back in the day in terms of aromatherapy, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But 
Think about your parents. I know where you're going. Yep, exactly. Think about the 70s and 80s. I mean, obviously, so Leek, you're born in 79. I'm born in 78. So we don't really remember the 70s. But we, we've heard stories about yes. what happened in the 70s. And the crazy part is, is that our parents were doing aromatherapy without knowing yeah. they were doing aromatherapy. Big time. Incense, mu- uh, music. Music, yeah. exactly. The it's oils. All, it's, oils. All, it's all part of the yeah. experience. So I know as a kid growing up, and Ryan, me and you had talked about this before. I remember on Sunday, Sundays were the day that you clean up the apartment. Yes. So I remember my mother putting on like a Diamond Life, the, the album I shot day. Lighting some incense. Mm-hmm. We would sweep up. We would clean up. Yeah. And it was just like a whole experience. I still do that with my kids to I, today. I still do. Beautiful. I do it also. Yep. So, so your kids know about Sade. They, oh, yes, they do. So they can tell you all about her. They can tell you her top singles. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. I have Sade Sundays. That's what it's called in my house. Cool. Cool. <laughs> like so that. it's like, it's it's a it's an aromatherapy without you realizing yeah, it's it an aromatherapy. And the crazy part is incense, that goes back Centuries. Oh, yeah, that, that, yeah, no. Centuries. Yoga goes back Forget centuries. about it. Yeah. And wait, but here's the fucked up part. Because I'm a six foot two, tatted up black dude, right? At the end of the day, right? So I would be, like I said, embarrassed in my own living room, even though I was dolo in the living room by myself. I would still be embarrassed. Like, Yo, I can't tell nobody I'm, I'm doing yoga. <laughs> so, but here's, the, ahead, here's the crazy part. Because I would think, like, people, and, and keep in mind, this is like me younger, so you, you're more. Self-conscious Self-conscious Caring about what people think about Exactly I'm 41 years old now Don't give give a shit But (laughs) People would be like Oh man it's that white people shit Yes But the crazy part is How yoga got equated With white people doing it Mm -hmm. When They didn't invent yoga They definitely Culturally appropriated it Not all But you know The ones that That are heavy into the yoga Or whatever But they They Definitely took it from where it originated, and if I'm not mistaken, I want to say it's India. It is India. Yeah, where where it started, and I don't know if it's the the same as 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 to how it started and where it is now. All I know is the way that I was the the, the videos that I watched, Mm -hmm. the routine that I that I memorized, that I can do it now without watching the video and just putting on some music and lighting some incense. Very very therapeutic. It is. So for those who are listening. And those that know me personally, that's like, this motherfucker's actually up in his crib doing yoga. Yes, I'm up in my crib doing yoga. And as Ryan so, said earlier, until you actually do it, yo, don't yeah. sleep on it. You think you're don't in shape it. or you think you're like, oh, I'm like, yeah, try some yoga. Don't so like yoga you said before, man, again, put you on your ass. I'm a six foot three tatted up motherfucking yeah. Puerto Rican. And I was like 295, 300 pounds doing yoga. Mm. Okay. Like, but I, once I felt how good it made my body feel mm-hmm. I really didn't care about the thought process from other people mm-hmm. but here is the truth behind that and, I, and it's going to be another bold statement mm-hmm. and then we can come back and wrap the, you know tie things up and wrap things up but real quick if you really want to think about it when something is working mm-hmm. like something like yoga mm-hmm. white people gravitate to that mm-hmm. and it becomes a great part of their day to day. If you really, 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 really realize the spots where Whole Foods first opened up and places like that, they were in areas where it was higher income and the higher incomes usually from the 90s on were mostly people that were not of color. But they adapted vegetarian lifestyles. They adapted yoga. 
They adapted meditations. Yep. They adapted all, all types of stuff. Eastern stuff. Yeah. And yeah. they live it. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't get taught that yeah. because it no. wasn't available to us. I mean, no. who was opening up a yoga studio in, on Fordham Road? Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, they, they definitely were <laughs> not. But, but here's the beautiful part. So my, my fiance has a, uh, a f- her sorority sister's good friend. Mm-hmm. I think the good friend is from Chicago, but she currently lives in Brooklyn. Opened up a yoga studio in Bed Stuy. Look at that. Now, but Smart. now, now, we're, now, let's be real. Yeah, Bed Stuy. Bed Stuy now though is not, not Bed Stuy from before. It's, it's not, different. It's, it's not different. do or die. No, but no, it's not do or die. But I'm glad to hear that. But, but the beautiful part is, it's a black-owned studio. That's why. It's, it's it has predominantly black people coming is it, to it. Is it hot yoga? It is not hot yoga. Okay. Because <laughs> that's a whole, if, listen. If you don't know what hot yoga is, <laughs> big Look up big Oh man, hot yoga is even a little different, man, because. They actually encourage you to pass gas and shit like that. Yeah. And you're not mm-hmm. supposed to like. So when people are like, <laughs> you can't react. Keep going. Yeah, you just have going. to just it let it go. Keep it going. So, All right. So we're gonna get to that and more uh, when we come back after this break. It's okay, Cindy. Keep going. You are listening to SNA Live, a podcast like no other. Back to SNA Live. Episode number four, It Ain't Easy Being Green. So we left off talking about me admitting that I did yoga. Mm. <laughs> Listen, there's so, nothing wrong no, with No, no, not, not at all, not at all. Like, it, it's, just, it's just funny to me that I was even embarrassed initially doing it. Like and we weren't taught that, though, from young. Remember that. No, though. no, definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. So it kind of goes into the... Holistic healing that we were talking about, but then in speaking about holistic healing, you know, it doesn't just encompass the body; it encompasses the mind, yeah. and 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 that's the next topic we want to get into, um, and that's therapy. And therapy is kind of like a taboo. Taboo, definitely. That's a perfect word. Taboo in the hood because, and I'm gonna be very honest. Like I remember. Specifically in the 90s, even maybe early 2000s, when you heard somebody was in therapy, I remember distinctly hearing people, friends, colleagues, family, family associates. That's that white people shit. It is. Like, That's what therapy, it was associated like, with. Yeah, like, you know, like, just deal with your shit. Fix it. Deal with it. Exactly. But, but here's the problem. Here, here's the, the, the actual reality of what we did as a people. Our therapy was going to the liquor store. Our therapy was getting hooked on drugs that lead to an the problems. unhealthy lifestyle. Our therapy was just burying all of your emotions and feelings. Your traumas. And, yeah, your traumas, everything. And it, it's funny because, you know, I was on a group chat with some people I grew up with. And um, one of my peoples was like, yo, we have undiagnosed PTSD. Yes, we do. I live and I stand by, I stand by I, I, that. Yes, definitely stand I by tell that. people that when I talk to them to today, so you can understand, growing up where I grew up and yeah. the people who grew up in our era, yeah. we all grew up with PTSD, no, understand? We're, we're, we're all fucked up. Like, and all, I, I mean, we all could probably talk about a shit. Lo- I mean, I have a laundry list of things that happen. And, and, and the crazy part is, when people think PTSD, they think, oh, such and such person was in Iraq in Desert Storm. Yeah. They came back, they had PTSD. Or such and such was in an abusive relationship and their husband beat them, you know, mercilessly for a decade before they finally got a divorce and, and left. Or they and killed that, his ass. And, and now they have PTSD. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. 
But what doesn't get spoken about is the neighborhoods that we grew up in and the shit that we saw and kind of took for granted. Perfect example. So when I went away to college, so I, I went to Howard University, um, one of the obviously more, one of the more prominent HBCUs, um, HU. Um, HU. So it's a situation where when I got down there, I started meeting people for the first time who went to private schools or who um, their fathers and grandfathers were doctors and lawyers and they were like third generation HBCU attendees. And, and, and Something you weren't accustomed to back at, at home. At all, at all. And then it's so funny because I've told this story to a couple of friends or whatever back home and I'm just like, yo, I remember growing up watching Menace to Society mm-hmm. or Boys in the Hood. So that was like their hood, right? So Compton, South Central and, and, and whatnot. And motherfuckers was doing drive-bys and shit like that. So I was like, oh, damn, that's crazy. They live in the hood. And I didn't realize that I lived in the hood until I went away to school and I would describe my environment. And they were like, what type of shit did you like? What the fuck was that? And I was like, nah. So I thought, and this is, this is going to be very, very sad, but I equated the way I grew up with, yeah, that's how black people grow up in this Isn't country. that how you grew up? Yeah, exactly. Like, what, what do you mean? Like, we're black. Like, that's how we grow up. And they were like, no. I grew up with two parents in my household. I grew up going to public school or private school, but my public school- even Was if I that of a it, private school. Was that of a private school <laughs> where it's like we had not just books, computers. Computer labs. Yeah. We, like had computer. we had a science lab. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, and it's just like, yo, it's so crazy that you take for granted- how you grow up because look you don't you don't you there's no comparison if you've never left your environment and growing up i remember my great aunt took us to great adventures that was like holy oh, shit forget i'm going it. to great adventures Yo, if you went to great adventures back in the day yeah i was that, like 15 that was... 16 years old my, my aunt carl who's still alive to this day she's in her 80s god bless god bless her man she's really cool um they don't build them like they used to no nah, they they, def- they, def- they definitely don't but I remember going to Great Adventures, and when I was a kid, my mother's sister, even though she grew up in the Bronx, for whatever reason, she fucking moved out to Arizona, for whatever reason. So, That's drastic. Yeah. So we went out to Scottsdale, Arizona, when I was like five or six years old. It was my only only time- Leaving. Not even just leaving, the only time being on the plane. Like, got, ever. I got you. In How old were you? I was like five years old at the okay. time. Okay. That's five, younger five, than me, but yeah, I get it. Five or six. But that was it. Like I had- from the time, so I was five years old on a plane, and the next time I got on a plane, I was damn near 30. You see? Oh, wow. Yeah. You see the disparity yeah. there? Yeah. So it was That's like- That's crazy. Yeah. So it was like, you take things for granted in terms of how you grow up. Like, yeah, this is just normal, like, black people life. Yeah. And then you see Boys in the Hood and see Men in Society, and you're like, oh, wow. Like, how I'm growing up is just how normal black people grow up. And people was getting shot and stabbed and shit like that before, you know, when I was growing up. But it was like, it wasn't fucking drive-bys. But that was a very L.A. thing. Mm-hmm. We just, I just didn't realize it at the time. Well, they, they, they made it more like, I guess, I don't want to use the word memorialize it, but they it was more of a staple known. But shit yeah. popped off everywhere. No, like it, it definitely did. It definitely did. Because I just, had my share of drive-bys in my no, but, but, it, but it was just it was just the way it was portrayed in, in, in the way. real talk, though. It, they didn't really have too many movies from New York portraying the way we live. That's our thing. So his, the juice. juice was I was just about to say. Yeah. Juice was, was the closest up. thing. When I was growing you know up, I mean? like I looked at Juice and I was like, yo. I can relate to this. I can, I can relate, relate to this. To this. Yeah. That's like, why that's, I robbed with the movie Strapped. 
Yeah, yeah I remember Strap with Bokeem Woodbine yeah, yeah, yeah. and Fredro Starr. Yeah, that movie hit home to me because that was what I lived around. Mm-hmm. But here's the crazy part, though. Even watching Juice, I didn't think they were in the hood. I just was like, this, this is, is normal. normal. This is my block. This is just black people how we grow up. Yeah. And, but it was like, no. Like, there's black people growing up in this country. So, perfect example. So, when I went to, so when I went to law school, I had a friend. She didn't end up graduating because she realized her path was in education. Her father was a school administrator and she went the same path. She was a teacher at first and then went to school administration. And she lived in Cambria Heights. That's was, in Queens. Yeah. And it was That's a where my cousins are from. And Shout was, out to Cambria Heights. And it was a neighborhood. It is. That's I where my cousin heard, lives. It was a neighborhood I'd never heard of growing up. And so my uncle and aunt still live there till today. I went out to the to, to her crib and, and visited her parents. Her parents were still together. And it was this Nice-ass neighborhood mm-hmm. yeah. with everybody with, who owned their houses. And it was hot, wait, manicured what lawns. What did you just say? Houses, houses. not apartments. Yes. Yeah. Houses, manicured lawns, and they all owned their houses, and the neighborhood was black. And I was like, I didn't know this shit existed. Me neither, bro. And so, and especially in Queens exactly fucked me up because of that. Yeah, I'm exactly. being real. Yeah. Exactly. So then I told her one day, I was like, yo, it's really cool how you grew up. I said, you're on some Cosby show shit. Real talk. <laughs> I used to watch the Cosby show growing up and it was like, oh, this is cool, but that's not real. Yeah, no. Because it's happen. like, that's, there's that no families happen. like that. No, not, 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 for no, black, not, for not like people. that. Not for black people. No. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, it was just, I was personalizing, you know, the, my experience and thinking like, that's just how life is. No, that was just how my life was. Yeah. It wasn't how life objectively was. I was being like, just, Personalizing my experience because now you're in a university where people are coming from all exactly. parts of the country. Exactly, exactly. So different life experiences. So then when I talked to her, I was like, "Yo, I would watch the Cosby Show and be like, all right, that's cool, but that's not real.' Then I would watch Good Times and be like, <laughs> that's my experience.' There you go. But then I would watch my favorite, like to this day, as we sit here. Don't get me wrong, I love Sopranos. You know, I love any other like quality TV shows. But if you ask me to this day what my favorite TV show of all times is, what is it? Jefferson's. Wow. Because I used to watch that in Amen. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. The, oh the reason the reason why the Jeffersons wow. is my favorite all time show is because George was from Harlem. Yes, he was. Uptown dude. Yep. With, with swag. Yeah. He was stylish. And he never he changed was, who he was. He moved though. on up. And exactly. He moved on up. And, but he didn't change though. Yeah, he didn't he change. was himself. He was always dipped. But he would quick to tell a motherfucker off. Yes, he was. And you couldn't tell him he was a wise dude. No, it's true. And he was about his paper. Exactly. And I was like, yo, I fucks with George. (laughs) I did too, man. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like, yo, so that was my, like, when I saw the Cosby show, I was like, this is cool, but like, I I couldn't really, at the time, I couldn't relate and I couldn't Mm -hmm. aspire to that. Because I'm like, this is awesome. You know what's show I couldn't relate to? What? Believe it or not, 227. 227 It was Shout out Who I think to this day Is still alive That's the crazy part Think about it Because it was In a neighborhood But it wasn't my neighborhood Nah 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 And what's funny Is I think Conway I think you and me Spoke about this before Yeah So I remember watching The movies like The Goonies Growing up One of my favorite movies Goonies Hey you guys (laughs) So The Goonies If you think about it Right When you If you watch it now Yeah The Goondocks Where they lived Yeah That was considered a hood Yeah yeah. yeah. All right, but which was crazy. But yeah. me watching it as a kid, I'm sitting there saying, "You got a house. Yeah, you yeah. living good. You living yeah. good. You're you got right. a front yard. Living You're real right. good, dude. You could park your bike outside yeah. your house and the shit. Mama, they were stolen. just leaving their bikes anywhere. That's what I'm saying. Like can't you can't do that where we grew up. <laughs> you kidding me? I mean, you could, but your bike will be. It's gone. It's gonna be gone yeah. when you come out unless yeah. you were juiced in the hood and people yeah. knew who you were. But 
again, like perception is crazy. So like I can understand what you were saying, O'Connor. You you went to this university, a prestigious university at that, and now you're taking your life experience from being up in New York, the Bronx, Yonkers. Yeah. You're going down there and you're meeting people who lived in Sacramento, who lived in other parts of Georgia and, yeah. and, and, and I mean just like who lived the Cosby show life. They lived because they have townhouses. Because yeah. that's where they grew up different. Yeah. Yeah. So And they looked at me like, yo, what's up with you? And so, I was like, yeah, what's no, up I with get you? It. you? No, no, no I get it. So to tie this into the whole therapy in the hood, I use my my personal experience. It's a little different. Obviously, you know, I was still growing up in the hood, but as a youngster, I was experienced at to a lot outside of my hood, playing sports. So I was traveling at, by the time I was 10, 11 years old, I had been to maybe about 12, 13 different states. So if you don't know already by now, Malik had played up to D1 basketball, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah. So Malik to, was always- to, Yeah, went to St. Raymond's High School. He went to St. Raymond's High School in the Bronx. Big shout out, so did I. Shout out to St. Ray's. Yeah. But Malik also went to University of Buffalo. Yes. And he yeah. was playing basketball all through the whole Gauchos era and all, all that stuff. And before yeah. that, I was actually in track. I was actually a track star. You were a track star. In Westchester County. So track is what led me initially as a, at a young age all over the country. Got you. And I would see, and going back to what you were saying, Conway, is that I would see these other black families living this great life and then I would come back home and it made me feel a certain kind of way like, shit, I'm, I'm poor. I'm dirt poor. Not realizing every other, like for an example, using the whole Compton and South Central. If you th look at all the movies, what did they have? They had houses, houses. at the end of the day. Yeah. They had palm, they, they had yeah, trees you know and all funny? that. They had that, now but they were in about the it. hood. They were in the hood. You're 100% right. Yeah, <laughs> you never noticed. I, I never that. understood that. Yeah. Because my thing was, I was looking at it like, why are y'all so mad? Yeah, exactly. Y'all have palm trees have on palm your fucking street. Your, exactly. And a house with a fucking like, porch like a backyard. Like even Snoop, right, on Jim and Gin and Juice video. Yeah. He's getting his house braided, but he's it's still a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. we didn't have houses living here. Yeah. Oh, you man. see, and that's why the experience of living in New York and Cali and other places are just so different. Like, look, if you don't know, if you never lived and grew up in New York, you just don't get it. Yeah. We're just different. You're different, and that's okay. Yeah. But man, we lived through some different shit. We lived different, man. We so lived around a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, and people on top of you. I mean, but then it goes back to the whole therapy in the hood. It's just that affected me growing up where I thought I wasn't as good as everyone. You know what I mean? Because, again, I saw all these, ex these different experiences outside of my hood. And then you come back home and you like, shit, I'm not worthy. I'm, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm, I'm living poor and I'm, and again, it so fucks just, with your self it fucks with your self-esteem. You know right. what I mean? But that goes back to just how we were talking about just the therapy in the hood. And listen, don't be embarrassed. Conway just sat here and, and told you he did yoga. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Like just whatever, whatever we, it we, takes we, we to need get you to a point exactly of to, to healing, solace. And healing, yeah. and healing. You know what I mean? So, so if you need to go see a therapist, go see a therapist. There's nothing wrong with that. Not not even if I I am of encourage yeah encourage me. I'm of the opinion that if you grew up in the hood and saw some crazy shit and just take it for granted that you just saw some crazy shit and just brushed it off, you have a lot of unresolved issues. Without a doubt. And I'm not saying this is a judgmental thing. I'm saying- No, it's a fact. It's me too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll like, sit here and tell you right now, yeah. okay? I saw my first murder at the age of seven. Mm. I was hanging out in my boy Jason and Brian house. We were watching WWE and it was but, but, a- No, but it was WWF. WWF, I'm sorry. Yeah, WWF yeah. at the time, correct, 110%. And there was a ruckus going on. And my boys lived on the first floor of the building. They were the building adjacent to me, my building. There was a scuffle going on. And dudes were starting to get at each other in the hallway. And one thing led to another. And a shot rang off. Then you hear a, a hard collapse at the door. 
So what ended up happening is my man outside was arguing not too far away from the front door of my friends. He ended up getting shot right in the head to the point where his body landed on the door and the blood started pouring into the apartment. Oh my God. Okay? Yeah. So I've probably, me personally, I've probably seen in person before the age of 13, seven or eight different murders. I've seen people thrown off a roof and I've seen it to a point where the body does not splat on the first hit. It actually bounces and it hits the second time and that's where everything goes kaplut. You gonna tell me that didn't affect you as you got older until your late teens? So to be real with you though. If you're you're that young, you're like, this is the norm. This is life. That's what my life was. My life was, this is the norm. You just, what did you say earlier, Conway? Just deal with it. Yeah. Right? I mean, in my apartment building, the man above me and the man below me both beat the shit out of their wives all the time. Yeah. I would go to bed at night hearing the woman upstairs getting her head crushed into the fucking floor. But here's the here's the crazy part. That husband that was beating that wife, he wasn't beating her because she did anything. He was beating her because of the shit that he was going yeah, through. Of course. And again, and taking it out on her, which is full goes, circle, brings it back to full the worst therapy. thing that happened. One hundred and ten percent. The, the, the one of the worst things that happened in my block, and and and, and I won't keep divulging because I could sit a whole segment to tell you about my my experiences. And we'll probably have an ex, we'll probably have an we, episode. We, we, we like all that. have one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have I have an extensive list. Like I really like the ham. I seen the Hammer Man. You know, say I came home with my mother from school. And my mailbox in the apartment buildings, the mailboxes were always on the ground level floor right next to the steps in most buildings. Mm-hmm. I remember, I could tell you today exactly what he had on. Mm. He was underneath the steps on my ground level floor. And I was standing to my mother's left while she was to my right, opening the mailbox. And I was just fucking around, looking down, don't know what it is. I turned around and always looked behind me to where the steps were. and. There was the hammer man sitting there like this to me. Mm. Don't say anything. I don't know who he was at the time. Yeah. Later, two days later, <clears throat> excuse me, I saw on the news they were filming on Kingsbridge. I grew up on Webb Avenue in Kingsbridge, uh, Kingsbridge section. Big up TBM. Shout out Kingsbridge. <laughs> I grew up over there though, and and I remember they were doing an interview in front of the armory, and they were talking about how the hammer man was spotted in the area. And then they put up a sketch of him. And that's exactly who I pointed to my man. Like, yo, I told my mom, like, this is the guy who was downstairs. How, how'd you sleep then? <laughs> not well. Yeah. But to be real with you, it only lasted one night because I'm not going to lie to you. And if you guys watch, like, New Jack City and all that shit, my building was the Carter. Yeah. I had 120 apartments and 80 apartments out of my 120 were all drug you brush gun it, related. You, you brush it off, though. Brush it off. You do. Brush it off. Yeah. You do. You do. So, I mean... That's a whole other episode, and yeah. you know, you know. But again, we're all talking about traumas, yeah. And yeah. there's very real traumas, and there's stuff that I probably never even got over. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's real talk. You know, do, do not be embarrassed if you feel you you going through something. You have something within within yourself that you need to get out. Go get help. I mean, I, I'm I know you're not a big fan of his, but Charlemagne, the God, talked about this all the time. Therapy. 
Nah, I fucks with Charlemagne. If you need therapy, he, he, goes, he was talking about me. Oh, okay. He, he doesn't fuck with that dude yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. that I, I'm not saying story. like that, but I, yeah, I do fucks that, with some of his that's shit. That's one of the things I'll definitely say because obviously he has his past and things. But what's the main reason why we don't go to therapy? We weren't taught that. It wasn't the thing. We dealt with shit. You're weak if you do that. That was the thing. You're weak. And it's a stigma. But it's about that time for the the next break, and we'll continue on this subject on the other side. Yeah, correct. You are listening to SNA Live, a podcast like no other. Back to SNA Live, episode number four. It ain't easy being green. So we just went into the medicine versus holistic healing, and obviously we went off on a little bit of a, a tangent. Oh, excuse me, not medicine versus holistic healing. The therapy, therapy, therapy in the hood. We went off on a little bit of a tangent, um, but it, it all comes back to. The fact that therapy is needed. You might not even be fully aware of it, but there's a lot of repressed thoughts. Um, And speaking of thoughts, we want to get into our final thoughts on just the topics of the day and your just final thoughts on uh, all of those topics. So, Leek, I'm going to let you set it off. So, before I go into that, speaking of therapy... Again, shameless plug, but this CBD cigar. So if you guys who are watching on YouTube, I'm on my second cigar. This CBD cigar. Talking about if you had a you had a rough week <laughs> and you just need to decompress, I, I I urge I urge you guys. If you're not taking the C, the regular CBD, like we said, we do sell it here. But now we have the CBD cigar. This will have you just relaxing and just deep How's the flavor, though? The, I mean, it's it's a good flavor, But, but man. before you even get into that, your, your face just looks different. I'm just looking yeah, at yeah, you yeah. like... So if you're looking on YouTube, if I look sleepy, it's because of this right here. This shit right here. This shit right here? This, this shit right here? here? Deaf. Yo, this, this is a great cigar, man. So, yeah. like again, again, shameless plug, but we do have this here. 200 yeah. Warwaven Drive. So yes, just to um get into my final thoughts, um yeah. like I said, I'll just speak from my personal experience. Um... I've actually not thought about it. I've come to the conclusion that I am going to seek, you know, some type of uh, therapy because, again, we've all had our experiences. As this podcast goes on, you get to know all of our personalities and things we've been through. And um, just me speaking personally, it everybody has their thing. And if you don't get rid of that thing, not only are you affecting yourself, you're affecting the people around you. Oh, big time. So I have, a, you know, I have kids. I have a family. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm a married man. There are things that you don't understand that you, you might not understand that you have within yourself that you're affecting the people around you. And until you address those things, you're going to continue to affect the people around you, specifically your kids. And this should be another episode. Actually, it is going to be another episode about generational curses. That's a, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Hell yeah. That's so, a big one. Yeah. And, if, and that, that might be next episode. That might be next episode, Because that's a lot right there to take. And if you, don't, if you don't rid those, those curses, you're just going to continue to pass this on to, to your kids and to your grandkids. So as us speaking, this is why we, we, we thought about this episode. It's not just us to talk shit and talk about what we've been through. It's to help others. So if I can say anything, if you feel like you have these, these, these issues and these things that you've never, you never spoken about, whether it be you know, to your, your significant other, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever it is. Even to yourself. Even to yourself. Because yeah. trust me, I, I, come on, you can't say all of us haven't sat 
you know, uh, uh, smoking a joint, you drinking, smoking a cigar, whatever it is, and you have these thoughts about shit. Listening to gangster music. <laughs> when I was 15, yo, that shit was fucked up, man, what yeah. I went through, you know? And you don't realize you've carried that on. You've probably made mistakes because you've never you've never let those things come out. I mean, the real of it is we are all officially now that uh, the baby of the crew is now 40. We're all officially in our 40s. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And we still carry shit from our team. Yeah, man. So that should tell you something right off the bat. So, I mean, just take some of these things. If it's the if if it's you changing your diet and, you know, just just something as small as changing your diet, you don't realize how that's going to affect you positively. So, change your diet. Find find different. We didn't get we didn't dig deep into the actual, the actual things you can do. We did, you know, with the yoga and things like that, but there are a lot of different Well, we did give some steps. We we, we no, gave we you, gave you steps just to start. And whatever it is, whatever you feel like that, 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 that speaks to you, try it. Step outside of your comfort zone and do something different. Because, again, it goes back to you, if you especially if you have kids. You don't want to pass on those same, those same demons and, and things that you've dealt with. Ne- negative habits. And negative habits because kids are sponges, man. Well, and better stated, unhealthy habits. Yeah, and if kids are sponges. And if they see you doing something, they see you coming in the house stressed out because you had a, you had a bad day and you taking it out on them, what do you think they're going to do to their kids? They're going to reciprocate that. Yep. And that's what happened. Again, it goes back to the gener- generational mm-hmm. curses. And the which, pattern continues. So, again, I hope we, we've, we've helped some people. You know, hope we, I hope we've helped everybody. But just listen to what we're saying. Again, we, we're not experts, but we, we've all been through our own experiences, you know, individually. And just take that and just and try to make a change. Do something different, man. Right. Share your final <clears throat> thoughts with the people. So... Malik, actually, that's a a great breakdown on what you just spoke on. I I just want to give you kudos for that one because that's um that's a little deep when you get to talk real like that about yeah. shit like that. Yeah, man. Can, can be embarrassed. Man. No, no, no. <clears throat> I'm not gonna beat the drum or bring the bell more onto the topic that you did. I'm I'm gonna stray a little bit down the line of uh, talking about the marijuana situation mm-hmm. and the, the legalization. Listen, I am a huge advocate for the medicinal purposes and the benefits of marijuana. In no way, shape, or form am I condoning, or actually, no, not condoning. In no way, shape, or form am I like broadcasting and glamorifying the youth of today using marijuana at an early age. The medicine and the, the statistics prove that using marijuana at a, too much of a young age yeah. can have its effects you have on to wait till your brain, your brain grows. Develop, yeah. When you hit that right age and you're responsible the same way you drink alcohol, because at the end of the day, whether you guys want to acknowledge this or not, this here is the number one drug that's available. Yep. Alcohol. Number one killer. Okay. And if you don't know that or you want to be blind to it, that's that that's you. I'm telling you the fact. Look it up yourself. Look at the stats. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm I believe that when you hit a certain age, you're 21 and over and you're you're responsible. There's a lot of benefits to the medicinal purpose of marijuana. I do think that if they poison us with alcohol, we should be allowed to benefit off of the things that marijuana can help us deal with. Especially, like, I'm not going to lie to you guys, especially growing up as a kid and then getting into the music, I smoked a hell of a lot of marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) Like... If I could be that whole segment of Rick James and cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yes, exactly. I would say that about marijuana. Now, 
the real reason why is because you were able to touch, we, you heard us touch on some of our topics of growing up. You could understand that marijuana was a way I, I decided to use to get away from stuff. If used correctly with a holistic lifestyle, change of eating, proper diet. I know that you hear the term from a lot of people and, I, and this is a battle between experts, vitamin C, and all this other stuff to take. Listen, especially people of color, we grew up on herbs, sea moss, turmeric, things that really helped you with a lot of problems, okay? Don't be ashamed to go back down that route because that's the route we should be going down. You should in that you should in, adapt to taking in old ways, ways that you know of what you're putting in. But it's the same as when you cook your meals at home. Yeah. You know exactly what's going into what you're eating. When you eat out and you do other things, you don't know really what you're eating. Put in the natural stuff. And if you're of age and if your job allows you to, yeah. why not partake in something that could help you relieve your stress, relieve your anxiety, relieve just for a second to get away from the stresses of the world. Let's be real. Life is stressful. And, and physical pain. Like don't don't, don't well, sleep on that as well. You know what? That, so to tie right into that, yeah. if you deal with mental stress and then you deal with physical on top of that, you're battling two things that you normally mask it with a bunch of other shit. That's way unhealthier. Whether you're drinking or you're overeating or whatever the hell it is you're doing. So my big thing is, I just want to say, don't be afraid to venture off and to explore other opportunities of healing. Take advantage of them. Take advantage of your ancestors and the stuff that they did. Okay, because listen, the method and, 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 and a token that we've taken here at Smoking Ashes, we decided to give an experience. The reason why we decided to go the route of also introducing CBD and, and, and building this, this atmosphere for people to totally relax is to showcase another opportunity of healing. Okay? So take your opportunities. Heal the way you need to heal. Don't listen to the... Actually, I can't sit here and tell you that. I'm probably going to... I would legally be binded to say that. But <laughs> just venture out a little bit more and understand that there's a lot more to health, mental health, physical health, than just taking Tylenols, yeah. opioids, and just dealing with stress internally instead of seeing a therapist, finding an acupuncturist, finding a holistic medicine person, someone that can help you, even yourself, you could just live naturally yeah, if you better. Yeah, if you don't have the funds, it, there's YouTube, there's Google. Find there's so ways. many you outlets can do it you on can your learn. Own. You can do it on your own. So yeah. I would just say, just for you guys at home, man, just... Don't be scared of, like how Conway explained before, he felt a certain kind of way because he did yoga. Yeah. Let go of the fucking stigmas. It's yeah. 20 fucking 20. Yeah, real talk. We're not living in the past. We're living in the now. And, and, and this is the most progressive I've seen life in my life. Yeah. Now is the time to take advantage of following methods that you weren't normally traditionally taught. Take advantage of them. Utilize them and benefit from it. Definitely. That's facts. So, as far as my final thought, because you guys so beautifully articulated the points that you made, there's not really much left. But so I'm going to take it from a different angle. 
considering the points that you guys hit. So we're all businessmen here. We own Smoke and Ashes. We have other ventures that are coming out, which we will soon be broadcasting. It's a little early right now, but we'll let you guys know. Just from a business standpoint, if you are an ambitious person, even if you don't own your own business, if you want to get into something where you want to be vice president of your company, you want to be the manager of the place that you work at, you want to be whatever uh, achievements that you want to you know, um, get to, you can't get to them unless you are the best of you. And in order to get there, you not only have to be physically healthy, you have to be mentally and spiritually healthy. And all the things that we've been talking about lead to that physical, spiritual, and mental health. And when you say spiritual, just to make it clear. Yeah, yeah. So we're not I, talking about religion. No, not at all. There's not a difference between being religious yeah, and, and spiritual. Be, yeah, definitely. And if you don't know the two, then that's something else. Which that, is a whole yeah. other topic for another day. Actually, but, we need to put that down too. Yeah, we might need to. But I'm talking about feeding the spirit. So going back to when we were talking about you know eating junk food versus the vegetables and drinking the water, that. The vegetables and the drinking of the water and hydrating and staying healthy physically also at the same time simultaneously feed your spirit you just feel better you have a, a better outlook on life and that's just, why i'm a vegetarian yeah to you, be real with you you, you you just feel better just walking through this thing we call life so i would say whatever ambition that you have whatever you want to get to whatever you want to achieve in life Yes, it takes determination, it takes discipline, it takes willpower, but also it takes a certain level of mental, physical, and spiritual health. And on that note, it's a wrap for this episode. As usual, hit us up on the tab below for your questions and comments. And we want to hear, like on the topics that we we, we, we spoke about today. Don't we be wanna shy, hear, yeah, We want to hear about, you know, what did you eat? Back in the day Or drink or consume That you're like Damn man I used to eat and drink And, and consume some really Like Mystics. unhealthy stuff You know Top pop yeah, Exactly Exactly <laughs> Tell us your your thoughts About what we You know Talk about in terms of therapy And how you think You might need it Tell us about your experiences Regarding maybe you got Injured in a car accident Or you were playing sports And you had to Take certain pills That you were given And yeah. maybe your Addiction that you Were ashamed of or but, you overcame Or overcame Exactly Exactly Tell us about your Views on Medicine Medicine versus Holistic health Tell us that You think we're full of shit And you yeah, think Everything yeah, we're saying Is tell bullshit Tell us something Yeah tell, hey, Whatever Hit us up Let us know we, we, We're curious <laughs> about your, your take on all of this Definitely curious That's a good one Definitely That's curious For those listening On the podcast uh, Hit us up on IG Twitter Facebook At SNA Live Podcast mm-hmm. Hit us up on the tab below for the people watching on YouTube. And as usual, as we close the show, in the words of Shilly Chisholm, if they don't give you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. We out. Great episode, Jenna. Great, great, great. You have just been listening to the SNA Live Experience.